<laughs> I couldn't resist that. Good afternoon. Good to be here at our mid-month meeting. Mr. Brown, has the meeting been properly advertised? Uh, yes, sir, it has. Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. All right. uh, Mr. Moses, would you, would you mind again, please, sir, leading us in our invocation and our pledge of allegiance? Always good to pray. Yeah. Gracious and most benevolent Father, we thank you for this beautiful day and your bountiful blessings. And Father God, we pray for divine insight for this deliberative body. And Father God, we want to pause for all the families who are struggling during this COVID environment. We pray that you would strengthen them and be with them. Pray for those who are actually going through as well as the families who are comforting them. And Father God, we thank you for all that you do. This we thank you for in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Mm. I pledge allegiance. Thank you, sir. All right, let's maximize our time here if we will. Mr. Long, are you ready? Not all accustomed to being first out of the chute. I know. <laughs> okay. All right. I'll kind of start going through the list on these pretty quickly. Um, Islands Highway Safety Improvements, we've had some meetings about that uh, with the Development Authority and uh, with uh, the HMI and, and what they're trying to do with some of their uh, improvements and getting finished there. Um, so we've done a little bit of work on that, trying to make sure that our industrial authority has proper access and that we're safe with uh, what's happening there with the entrance and exits onto the highway. Uh, last month, I reported about Lewis Fraser Road Bridge um, that we had been in contact with DOT, that they were looking at uh, using 11-foot lanes because that bridge now has 11-foot lanes. Uh, that we did get confirmation that the Department of Transportation did change those to 12-foot wide lanes, uh, which matches our widening process that we've been doing going through with uh, Lewis Fraser Road. Stormwater NPDES, uh, we did uh, finish up uh, an audit with uh, EPD regarding our NPDES permit, and that got finished uh, late last month. Um, the drought study, we turned everything in uh, across the city across the county. Uh, we did get a, a few comments back the other day that uh, we will be able to address. Uh, one of them was they were a little unclear on the, how we got the depths of the ponds. Uh, for the most part, what we ended up doing was uh, putting a sounding device out there, and we actually shot elevations at the bottom of the ponds. So we do have uh, record information on that, so we're going to turn that stuff back around to uh, back to Chief Darby, and that will get turned back into the ISO folks so that that gets uh, that can get finished up. Uh, Great Hill Road drainage. Um, right now, uh, we, we looked at this thing 12 ways to Sunday. And finally, I think we're starting to work out a few easements for it. Um, this is a blown up version, but Islands Highway is over here. Fort Morse Road is way down over here. Um, this pipe, this, there's a big area uh, behind people's houses that was not draining here. Water was really backed up uh, and not able to get out this area right here. It used to kind of go through, but it can't make it there 
with the house. We were trying to get an easement to go around it um, from this lady was not able to make that happen. Uh, so what we ended up doing was started looking at what do we do? How can we do it with what we've got? So we really looked hard at taking it down to Fort Morse Road. Uh, there was over 2,000 feet of pipe because of the roadside district was going to be really deep. We looked really hard at going back to Islands Highway and then going back down to a crossing that's back up there. That too had close to 2,000 feet. There was only a couple hundred feet different. This was actually shorter going to Islands Highway, but the amount of uh, pipe we had and then we would have an open cut across the Islands Highway, which you know, we were starting to look at well over, both ways, well over $100,000 worth of material alone. Um, did go back, we shot some more shots over here. I've talked to the Sunbury Company, uh, Mr. Matt Fanning. He is uh, open to an easement, and uh, we're going to meet with him first part of next week, which will take care of this. Uh, this gentleman here is interested in getting rid of the water, so we're going to try to get an easement. We have a little bitty easement we need from him right there. And then Mr. Frank Polite, we're going to get Mr. Fanning to help us get a little bit of easement across Polite Street right there so that we should be able to put in this little amount of pipe instead of a long way. Now, one thing that you need to know is it's not a super amount of grade difference to be able to drain that. This area back here is about a foot and a half lower than the bottom of the pipe. So when I go do this to get cover over my pipe and make my piping and all work, this pipe will be a little bit oversized because I'm gonna sink it down in the ground and I'm looking at using the top part of the uh, uh, pipe as far as my capacity goes. So if you go out there and you look how deep I've got it, it's deep on purpose. Um, but that'll work well um, based on the hydraulics and how this thing needs to work to make the water flow with the small amount of grade difference I have there, I need the bigger pipe to make that work. So um, hopefully by the end of next week or first part of the following week, I should have easements wrapped up on this so that I can get Clinton to get pipes going and working on this. Mr. Chair. Yes, sir. Trent, right here, what's the distance right there? That's 80-something feet. Okay, and that's actually, you're going down Trade Hill Road, right? Yes, sir. What I'll do, this is pipe coming under the road. I'll go uh, three, 270 feet down the road before I start the pipe. Because what'll start happening is when I'm going this way, um, the roadway is going up, so my ditch was going to be getting deep. Mm -hmm. so I started the pipe here so I don't have more than about a three and a half foot deep ditch. That way I don't have a roadside obstacle for drivers running up and down the road. That's why I started piping here, plus that gets me my access uh, across. Now, when you turn on Fort Morris Road, what, what will your drop be when you turn on Fort Morris Road with the water? Now, this is not the plan to go to Fort Morris Road. You're going to come back? Yeah, this, this is going to be a little shorter, little short run. This is not Fort Morris Road Run. Fort Morris Road Run, I've got grade to get all the way there, mm -hmm. but I've got over $100,000 worth of material to make that work, and um, it's just a lot of things on uh, 
Trade Hill Road that just, it doesn't make sense. And if I'm able to make these easements work with much less pipe, I can get this fixed and get the drainage working much quicker. Because if I have to put in 2,000 feet of pipe plus, then that's something that we've got to put out for bid because that's going to be a little bit bigger than what Clinton can do. Are you going to have any catch basins in it? On this one, I'm going to have two. Two catch basins? Two, and there are two junction boxes. Really. Two, um, okay. Yeah, because I'm not really trying to take water in those because all that dirt, all it would do is just fill up everything. So, and it's not, I mean, it's, I'm not doing it. All this is draining differently anyway. Okay, when do you expect to have this, your drawing completed? And your engineering work completed on this. Oh, this is pretty much. I, I mean, I, I've got some other stuff that is not in this drawing for presentation tonight, but we're pretty much done. So the the bulk of it now is making sure I have easements from everybody. And once I have the easements, and I have everything Clinton needs to put this in the ground. And just for the rest of the board members, kind of just tap on it what contributed to this issue? So it appears that this used to flow through this property and right in here, the exact path, don't know. But as this house got developed over the years and the dirt got pushed around in here, the, the low area is kind of filled up. So it, it probably only affected it about eight to 12 inches, but that eight to 12 inches created a, what, a seven or eight acre lake in people's yards back down here on the other side of Trade Hill Road. So our goal is to let the water get out to the bottom of this ditch. Then that should, then whoever is working back here, if they can get their water to our roadside ditch, they can eliminate their drainage issue. What effect is this going to have on Stevens Road? This one won't hurt Stevens. This one won't have no effect on Stevens Road. Stevens Road. No, sure. It won't. So we do have a road department that's looking at trying to get some easements to resolve some issues on Stevens Road. Um, some of the issues down at the far end of Stevens Road where the old bar pit is, um, it's just so low back there. There's not anything to really to help what's happening off of our right-of-way. Um, I want to help, but I don't have anything to really help the area that's outside of our right-of-way. Um, because uh, you look at the original contours before all that was developed, that water is doing exactly what that contour said from before. And it's just, it's about the same elevation as the swamp next to it. So it, it's not gonna go. So we do, provide as much benefit as we can to get rid of water out there, but it's not going to completely eliminate their issues. Oh, the On the end of Stevens Road. Now, back up near where the paving stops, um, we can uh, fix some drainage up there, as long as we have some easements to go through uh, some property lines there, and we can help that scenario. But uh, I know that uh, Chris is working on some easements on that. I don't know. I hadn't talked to Chris about what the status is on maybe, but I'll, I'll find out for you. Okay. Uh, it, 
Trent, educate me, if you will, please. So by someone purchasing and or developing that property and improving it to build a house, their improvements affected the drainage. So, so as a county, we have no influence over that because that could happen anywhere exactly. and everywhere, especially in, in, right. the, <laughs> in the, the county. So, you know, when we have, we do regulate commercial site plans okay. and we regulate subdivisions and how that happens. Mm -hmm. so we're able to take care of it okay. when we have those scenarios. Mm -hmm. And this is an old parcel mm -hmm. that somebody just kind of built and grew sure. over the years. Mm -hmm. And they did it within the confines of what they're allowed to do on their property. I understand. Mm -hmm. All right. And it, then it does kind of become a civil suit, you know, because you're affecting yeah. properties between properties. Yeah. You could go that route to yeah. some extent, but yeah. uh, I'd have to get Kelly to talk about that a little more because mm. that's why he's an attorney. <laughs> uh, Mr. Chair, it actually affected the okay. homeowners that's there also, you know, okay, where they where they located their house at. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it did. And it didn't show up because, you know, we haven't been this wet for a really long time. Yeah. And so all the storms we had just kind of was like mm -hmm. any and every drainage problem we had reared its head yeah. the last couple of months. We have. You know, you, you talk civil suit, but you no, know, when these kind of things happen, then it's then it's 1-800-Commissioner-Stevens or 1-800-Commissioner-Thrill. <laughs> Fix my problem. But it's really not a problem that the county caused. No. And you're right, we do have jurisdiction of most of authority when it comes to subdivision, but when it comes to individual lots of property being developed, then if they meet the basic requirements, then... Mm -hmm. That's right, they do. Yeah, but you could very well we adversely affect your neighbor or neighbors in this effect. Mm -hmm. right? And if you're just standing out there looking yeah. at his lot yeah. and focused on him individually, you're not going to recognize yeah. that that little bit of change is going to yeah. affect all these people. Yeah. How do you explain that to the neighbor who's been affected? They go, to, <laughs> they want the county to come in overnight. You're, you're exactly right. And make a fix. Right. So it's a tough spot for us as as commissioners. It, it uh, is. I will say that the, the, these who were affected, they they were real. They were cordial. They were yeah, real patient. Everybody out there was really and nice to mm -hmm. work with. Matter of fact, they had to put uh, crates outside to walk on mm -hmm. to get out their house, but they were still, mm -hmm. they, they were patient. Yeah. And I went out there today during the deluge, and it's not as big as it was, but they're still ponding in their yeah. backyards. Mm -hmm. he, he told me they're getting to, they've developed a kind of PTSD when it rains now. Uh, they probably <laughs> are, because it was coming down cats and dogs. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let's look at that with. I don't. I'm not trying to uh, recommend anybody to sue anybody. You know. No. Uh, but man, there ought to be something. I feel so helpless. Uh, you know. Uh, I understand. Yeah. I, I really do. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that does. I want to protect the landowner, but I also want to protect the neighbors too, and of course the county. Mm -hmm. So you know, all of us deserve protection. But yeah. yes, sir. But let's let's look at it. At least look at it. Okay. Uh, Mr. Chair, yes, Mr. Brown, Trent, mm -hmm. what's the what's going to be the rough estimate cost of this project? This one's not horrible. <laughs> what was that? This one is not horrible. 
The other two options were horrible. Mm. Yeah, I read that in the notes. It's in our drainage budget, Mr. Brown. Right, that's what I was looking for. Yeah, this, this, was, this will treat our drainage budget much nicer. I think, yes, sir, I think there was money in District 1. Okay. What, 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 what there, was that? There's some. There's some. Let me go ahead and get my hair. There's some. Can I go to the motion on the second? Yeah, there was some hot drainage fund money. That, yeah. yeah so the drainage fund money is there. The materials and everything. Yeah. yeah. There's another one coming your way. Uh, Stephen, I got to work out. Yeah, I mean, Mr. Chairman, I, Mr. Chairman, now you can handle some of these things yourself. Is, is there the one we talked about? Is that yeah, one in the city of Rice or that's in the county? The one we talked about at the funeral down there when we were approached by the citizen. Is that one in the city or it's in the county? Was the same kind of. Thing, you know, but yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, the three rain is called. All parking going to be around thirty thousand dollars. Okay. All right. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. So it's right. a lot less. All right. Okay. Now I, I'm hoping I'm ballparking high right now. Okay. Now, Mr. Chair, mm -hmm. I apologize. I know you probably didn't. You don't have a slide on Islands Highway, Actually, industrial. But I went down today. Uh, could I, Mr. Brown, uh, um, Clint? Could you pull up that for me just a minute, please? I took a quick picture of, um, is that a fire hydrant right there? Is, a fire, is that gonna be a drain or a fire plug right there? Water, I think it's a water cutoff valve. Oh, uh, water. Oh, uh, that's a water valve. Mm -hmm. So what they do, let me get back over where you can hear. So this is in the drive, it's gotta be in the driveway for HMI. Is that where you saw that? Right, because right. So that's could, what that looks like. Right. So when they poured a concrete for the driveway, they boxed out where the valve is for the uh, water main. Mm -hmm. And so what will happen is that valve, the, uh, the metal part that's round, okay. is kind of like a screw. So when they get everything, all the concrete poured around it, they come in and they screw it down until it gets to the level where it's level across the concrete. Okay. And then they'll come back, take those boards out, and they'll pour concrete holler back in there so okay. that it becomes like solid concrete. That way, if you have cracks or anything from that, you can see how they have joints right there and right. joints right over here. They've got the crack control going on on this. So this looks like it's the correct way to do that. Okay. So if I was expecting somebody, and this is some thick concrete. Okay. So the, it, I would expect it to be done this way. Okay. Sorry. I, I just want you to know I made my rounds. There you go. Uh, always, you're, you're welcome to come and ask me. I'll kind of show you. Yeah. Now, also, coming out of that first roadway coming from uh, by the school, is that, I know we talked about it, but I can't recall. Are we going to have a solid road, Mr. Chairman, all the way out? Yes. Or is it going to be certain footage? Then come back out to the two lane, then do it again. Or it's going to be a solid. Mr. Chairman, you know what I'm talking about. I'm trying to follow you. When yeah, we so come out the first road, is, so there, there's a road. You got two driveways. One is closer to the school. Right. It's going to look like a driveway, and it's going to go on back to the where HMI building is in the back. Right. And it it actually connects to the HMI parking lot. Okay. Connects all the way back to this other one. Okay. Let's stay out on. Let, let, and, let, and let, then, so let's stay out on Islands Highway. On Islands Highway. Let's stay out on Islands Highway. Come back, and it's sitting off the road a little bit now. Mm -hmm. So what's going to happen is Islands Highway is going to get modified, so there's going to be a left turn lane at both driveways. 
Okay. So that road is going to get about six feet wider both ways. Okay. So as you're coming down the road, if you're coming and going all the way to the coast, you're going to just kind of veer to the right, go by the turn lane, and then you'll be back in the lane and just kind of move over. Same way coming back, because there'll be a queuing line to turn left into this site at both driveways. So it will be a three, my, I guess to sum it up real, it will be a three-lane road all the way from the first? No, no, not from Not way, so you're going to. You got, you got a three-lane section for the first one? Stop. You got a three-lane section for, yeah, to stop. And go back to another three-lane. Yeah, because it's like 3,300 feet between them, which is three-quarters of a mile between the two driveways. So what one of the safety improvements we're looking at doing, though, is making a passing lane on the lane going west back into town so that if somebody's pulling out, traffic's going slow, that you have a way to get around them. So we're, mm. we're trying to work on some of that now. Okay. Well, I guess one more question. Are we looking to do a speed reduction in that area? Or are we going to leave it like it is? Well, I'll put it to you this way. Um, looking at the speed counts and some of the traffic counts that I've seen out there, the 85 percentile speed is greater than 55 now. And if we do a speed reduction, we can do a speed reduction for safety for these driveways, but we would have to get it uh, approved by DOT. And we stand a fair chance of getting the speed reduction that we would like. I'm not gonna say good, but I think we'd stand a fair chance of getting it. To, to drop it down to 55. Because they're going to see the 85 percentile speed being up more than 55. And, you know, because already 85% of the people driving through there are speeders. There's a whole process you have to go through. So well, it's we, we stand a good chance if we want to, if we want to put in the DOT to slow that speed down through there, we can put in to slow the speed down and if we can't get permission to do that, if that's what you would like me to do, I'll be glad to do it. Uh, my belief is this this is at a last minute dash. Mm -hmm. All of this should have been thought about, you know, mm -hmm. when this project came up on the table at the Industrial Authority. Okay. All right, can we, you done, sir? Go back to right. right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm just writing this down. Okay. All right. So I'll scoot back to where I was. Um, we talked about Trade Hill Road drainage, uh, Canaline Road. Uh, and I said Canaline Road. It's actually Gruber Road. Uh, there's a development. Uh, I left uh, Commissioner Thrift to copy what we were looking at. Um, Allen's Highway Box Culvert, we've been addressing some comments that uh, FEMA is looking for. They're trying to process a grant for us to replace that box culvert. Um, Dorchester Village Road easements. Um, the Devendorfs are interested in providing us some easements that will help our drainage along Dorchester Village Road. So we're trying to strike while the iron's hot that they one of the last half of the easement, so I'm trying to get those pulled together for us. Okay. Tundy Way drainage. That's uh, one of the roads in Habersham Plantation. So a gentleman in the one of the original phases, not phase two or three, that's under development, 
He's filling in the roadside ditch, <laughs> parking a bunch of equipment, <laughs> digging in the, Georgia, the Atlanta gaslight easement. And I think that uh, Billing and Licensing actually has a court date with him over some of the things that he's doing. So uh, we're pretty soon going to have to send uh, the road department out there to reestablish some of the drainage in the roadside ditches um, because he's basically filled it in and all the water's sitting in the roadway. Mm. So, uh, which is not good for anybody that's living there, or anybody that's going to live in there. Mm -mm. It, Trent, it, he, he just filled it in with dirt? He just yeah. put dirt in it? Filled it in with dirt. Mm. He even paved part of his concrete driveway over top of the pasture. Sometimes you just don't understand. Yeah. But anyhow, uh, Mr. Zeckman is kind of leading the way on that one uh, because he is the one that has the enforcement mechanism, but I've been trying to help him with what we need to do on that. Um, Sheriff's Department firing range, uh, we're looking for a solution. Their firing range really has been flooding as well. Um, this is not um, going to be a real easy fix, but I think we've got some ways that we can get rid of some water over toward the old airport. Um, Lakeshore Drive, Miss um, uh, Linda Martin's property there, we had some drainage issues and our, uh, we have a, an easement through there and our grading has been pushing the uh, width of the road a little wider than the easement. So we're trying to work with the road department to get that tongue back down and narrowed back to the width of the easement. How wide um, is it supposed to be? I'm sorry? How wide? What is the width of it, do you recall? <clears throat> Initially? Yeah, it's like 20 feet. It's, we don't have a real big easement through there. It was just a utility easement. That's what utility it started easement. off as. It's just 20 feet, and we're like 23 or 24 feet wide now. And it's just kind of, as we've been pushing the mud out, it just gets a little wider. So. We're working on trying to get that resolved. So it is something that's resolvable. Okay. Well, let me say, portions of it are resolvable. There's some that may not ever get resolved. We'll let the chairman handle that. <laughs> we also had a, a meeting. I was waiting on the meeting, Trent. <laughs> yes, sir. I'm, I'm trying to get a few other things together okay. before we try to All meet. All right. So okay. I'm trying not to. Uh, Get you too bogged down with that. All right, sir. I appreciate it. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't mean that ugly, but I'm just trying to. There's a couple things we need to make sure of taking care of before you get. I just got to put your armor on and go in. Mm -hmm. That's right. Uh, we did get some landfill closure cost uh, that we do annually for uh, Miss McLaughlin. Um, the Trayport West EMS building that's about ready to go out for bid. Uh, we have made a few changes to. Um, the force main route based on some comments mm -hmm. from the LCDA. Uh, we did get our NRCS compliance with the roads and sediment control. So mm -hmm. uh, we're gonna need to go out there pretty soon. And somehow or another, we gotta get out there and get this part cleared and filled um, mm -hmm. under the wetland permit that we have that expires in March. Um, there are some pretty significant there's a suit by an Indian tribe against the Corps of Engineers mm -hmm. that has stalled and stopped most wetland permits in the United States. And they're having to go back to 2015 
rules and regulations. There are 270 something permits in our district alone that are affected by this suit. So if we don't do this and get this done under our current permit, we will lose this site. When, so we got to get it done by March. Mm. Um, so just when you see that kind of coming through, it may come through with just clearing and grubbing or something to get some dirt on there. Um, Becky Street and Olive Street intersection improvements will start Monday. So want to talk to you about the little side street on Becky Street. We may want to go about another 10 feet from what we had designed. The, um, side, the side street off Becky? Yes, well, Keith was, Keith met with uh, Vaughn this morning about it, and he came back and asked me. And I, Keith, I have not had an opportunity to go look Keith, at it. Keith Jenkins? Keith, no, Keith Causeway. My inspector, okay. Keith. So um, what, what I need to do is get with you on it and look what, at it. What side street off Beckett? I, I don't. Beckett goes from 84. You know, it's, it's Beckett goes Becky, from we got Beckett and then the little road the off that tees into it because we're doing the intersection. And I think the, we're going a little bit further on this street, and I can't remember the name of that street. Beckett is a straight street from 84 to the back of the school. Yes. I mean, that's right. But then we're doing a little part that's in the intersection is where we got part of the work, and it's right there. Yeah, I'll get with you and show you. So he asked me this mm -hmm. afternoon, so I just need to make sure that you and I talk about that before they get started. Next. Okay. When you want to go out there? Um, you want to go Friday afternoon? Fri no, 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 no. Not Friday afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, not Friday afternoon. Yeah, but Trent. I'll, I'll catch up with you. If it was him and Eddie together, it would be Friday. <laughs> no, on, on, on Fridays, I go down to Barron's district. <laughs> and in the afternoon, I go home and take a nap. You going to see what roads you can pave so he can take over? Yeah. No, no, I, I, I'm just, I can't. Um, Becky is from 84, right there by the yes. real estate place, all the way down to the double gate at the school. It's a straight mm -hmm. shot. There is no road off of Becky. There's some driveway ramps, but there's no road. Let me pull the plant, the drawings out, and I'll show you tomorrow what I'm talking about. And make sure that we're all on the same sheet. And but but they're going to do some work. Out this, they start yeah, this week. He was asking me this afternoon, and I was kind of listening and trying to put it together in my mind. And no, we, when you when you say Keith, like I thought you was talking about Keith Jenkins, because that's his <laughs> district. And I was going to say, he can't talk unless he breaks his wallet out. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Keith works for me. Keith okay. Mm -hmm. He's my little drill sergeant. He he holds them to it. I'm telling you. Um, Walterville Roads. Did talk to Larry again yesterday, and I sent the letter to him back in April. Mm -hmm. he asked me to send it to him again. We sent it to Nishana this morning, and she said as soon as he signs it, he'll get it back over to us. That way we can start taking some more action on it. Yeah, I, I talked with Larry a little bit yesterday. They got a lot of easement um, concerns out there. They do. Yeah, I, yeah. I spoke to the mayor yesterday as well. Yeah, yeah. So the, the entire city is uh, in the, in the easement the, issues. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, easements need to be yeah. addressed out there. Okay. Mm -hmm. It is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're looking up some stuff for him on the drainage there along Rivers Road. Yeah. So he and I and Clinton met out there yesterday morning. Yeah, he, he told me. Good. Yeah. Okay. All right, Middle Park Fire Station. We've made all the revisions, sent them back to uh, the architect, and he is trying to put together the 100% set of plans uh, so everybody can get those turned back out. 
the Middle Park Recreation Improvements. So you got a, a letter from me and a copy of the proposals that we made. So we got two bids, one from Lavender and Associates Incorporated and another one from Basin Company. Not had any experience with Basin Company. The low bidder was Lavender and Associates in the amount of $1,403,525 even. Um, and, and kind of looking through that, we were well more than $400 a square foot on that building, far more than twice what we paid for that same building in uh, Gill Park. Uh, and they are, Lavender Associates is more of a builder, builder, and so all the site work, which is more than almost a million dollars of the contract is something that they don't do. So what we are recommending, and, and Mr. Brown and I talked about this at length, uh, we, we think we probably need to reject these bids, maybe rake it up into something smaller and try to uh, spend our money a little more wisely or see if we can't get better prices somehow or another step at a time. So as far as this proposal goes, uh, I would like to ask that the uh, Board of Commissioners reject these bids. Oh, that's easy. <laughs> Chair. All right. Chair, entertain a motion. So move, Mr. Chair. Second. Motion second. We reject the bids as proposed by Lavender and Basin. And we'll start all over again. Any further discussion? Yes, sir. All in favor, raise your right hand, please. Bids are rejected, sir. Thanks, sir. Take a fresh start. Okay, Gummins Road is the next one. They got most of the asphalt down. They are, um, can you go to, I got a couple of pictures coming out there. They were working on the ditches and the shoulders, and they did hit a couple of, they nicked the um, edge of the pavement in two locations. Um, they will fix it. Yeah, I'm sorry that picture turned sideways. But you can see how the motor grader kind of started scraping the top of the asphalt and then it broke off some asphalt in that area. Um, and then there's one more, and the, both of these are closer to the uh, Bluff Creek end, not the marina end. Um, that's the other one. So, you know, they're sizable, but they're very fixable. Um, they're going to be back out there toward the end of next week. At the very end of the project, we have some uh, turbine and gutter that uh, needed to be replaced um, and what they were doing, plus a little bit further down uh, Yeoman's Road that was, that has settled over the years from the other project that we did. I think we paved Yeoman's Road, that part of Yeoman's Road around 2001-2 timeframe. And um, so we're gonna fix that, Clinton has asked us to fix that and then they'll come back, fix these two places, finish up the asphalt, because if you get to the end of this road, there's about a 75 to 100 foot stretch that doesn't have any asphalt on it. And then I stopped them there on purpose because that's where the curb and gutter needs to be fixed. And I didn't want them to put the asphalt down and then try to match the curb and gutter to the asphalt. It just looked terrible. Um, so they're gonna come back and fix that. So they'll start that at the end of next week. Um, and they should be able to get on out of there after that's done. Um, you know, each time it rains out there, the sandy soil out there, it just the erosion is eating them up. But they are working on these. They're aware of these issues, and uh, they are going to be fixing these issues. Uh, 
Yeah. Their cost, not ours. Sir, how thick is that asphalt supposed to be? So it is an inch and a half thick everywhere. Um, actually, okay. our asphalt over the whole road is probably a little fat. Um, it so looked mighty thin when well, I was out there all day. So there are some places that if you look, it does look thin. But if you go back and look, you'll see where the motor grader skimmed part of the asphalt off the top of it. And so the asphalt was scratched off the top before you get to it. But we went back and everywhere. Uh, go back one picture. <coughs> I think I can show you a little bit better. That picture doesn't show you well. Are you the pull up the... So, like, see how the asphalt is, looks funny right there? Hey, Google is working on this. It looks thing. mighty. Yeah, that looks thin there. And that's thin because that motor grader blade, when he is... Our motor grader? No, no, their motor graders. Oh. I'm... So when they're dressing the... When they use motor graders to dress the shoulders and dress the hips. Okay. So when that motor grader got a little too deep, mm -hmm. he was skimming the top of the asphalt off, and then it got deep enough that he pulled up asphalt. So if you try to measure the thickness of the asphalt right there, it's not an inch and a half. But if you measure right here, it is. And if you measure it over here, it is. We measured it in several places. I, I, we had an experience years ago with Bright's Lake Road where the contractor was running heavy Mm -hmm. one, on one side of the road, and then we and run the light on the heavy, other side. He got light on the other side of the road as he mm -hmm. went by, and we ended up with a real issue with making him come back and re-overlay that. So we're very cognizant of that. We look at that. We actually had that very conversation when they were putting down the asphalt to make sure that they did not run short, especially on this edge. Now. Nothing that we do as well, so that you know, on the very outside edge, we do roll that down just a little bit so that you don't have a little cliff to draw, drive off of if the shoulder washes. Um, DOT's requiring that now, so that's kind of a new standard that we're doing. But yeah, we, we, we check and make sure we got that thickness of that asphalt all along. So you know, if you look here, it's not gonna show it because it's got scraped off the top. But we did. Andy and I went out and we dug down everywhere to make sure we had an inch in there. That's what I looked at the other evening when I was out there. Yeah. Uh, it looked very, yeah. looked very thin. Yeah, and it is very thin right here because he was, the motor grader blade was clipping the top of that asphalt off. So that means we're going to have a patch, two yeah, or three patches patch, on a brand new a road. patch here and there'll be a patch down there and uh, we'll make sure to make it look right. So. Now, what about your, uh, your catch bases down there? I, I, I call them catch bases. Going on the, are they sealed real good around the, the is the we've pipe sealed good around the pipe going in? We've got a lot of silt fence around the ends and we're plugging a lot of them right now to keep sediment in place. So that's why you have a lot of water around the outside of them. Mm -hmm. um, if there is something that is not sealed, um, it will be sealed before the job is over because that is one of the things we do is make sure that all the sealing is done. So now when, we, when they do put them in, we do a lot of the sealing from the outside. So if you open it up, you're not gonna see sealing because that concrete does much better in compression than it does in tension. Right. So if you put the concrete patch on the outside, then the water's always pushing the, con the 
push, push onto you. pressure against. If you put it spray. on the inside, then it's trying to push it off. So most of the most of the sealing we do runs out. So you won't see it on the inside, but we do go through and we do check and make sure that has occurred before the project's over. Well, the reason why I'm saying that because we don't want the same problem like what we got on Lake Pomona Road. No, you're you know, right. in a couple and, of years from now, the road is giving in because it's washing out. The water's coming up to the box, and it's yeah, washing we out even dirt around it, and then and then you your asphalt start caving in. Yes, sir. We even started um, wrapping all of our joints. So when we lay the pipe, we have a piece of fabric over each joint, so that if something happens with the seal in the bell and spigot that the fabric helps keep the sand from washing in and creating a void. And because a lot of times you don't see those for 10, 15 years before something all of a sudden, what's that little hole? And then you poke something through it and then all of a sudden there's this big cavern right. underneath it. So, so you're giving me and this board of commissioners that <coughs> this road is going to be what we are asking for and looking for. Sure. It is. It is. What about the sand in the box now? You're going to try to get that out or you just let it wash out itself? Uh, they'll get most of that out. Okay. So, but they won't get that out till after they get more stabilization done, get more grass up. Um, right now, it's not impeding the flow, but as soon as the stabilization gets there a little bit better, um, they will have to get that out. We always get them to try to clean the pipes. I don't want to give you know, a product to the end of the guy, at the end of the road with a bunch of pipes that are half full. We do get those cleaned out. Okay. Yes, sir. All right. <clears throat> Palm Drive and Point South Drive. Um, we have those contracts back there. I don't know if Miss Maria got you to sign those before the meeting or not, Mr. Lovett. Dude. But if we get and get Mr. Brown to sign those, then we'll have all the contracts done and uh, we'll get a, a pre-construction conference going on that. So <clears throat> on your Fleming Road, Eagle Road, and Honey Ridge Road traffic control. So they had actually taken some bids uh, as part of their LMIG to do some of this. So that's kind of what took some of this time. So I think you saw today that uh, Ryan set up some surveys mm -hmm. and some public hearing dates finally today. So those are starting to crop their heads up. But they took bids, making bids on it Tuesday night. Okay, so uh, are they gonna use their Elmig funding? <laughs> I mean, well, well I'm, I'm, I'm with you there. Be, because so, you I'm. Know, so, you know, I, when I found out that they were doing the LMIG funding, I was like, okay, that's not what I was expecting. And Oh, it's fine. It, it, which is fine. It's totally so, fine. You know, what, what just may need to happen is, uh, you know, Justin and uh, I and Mr. Howard may have to have a conversation. Right, right. I mean, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, just dealing with the whole process, and I understand that, you know, I'm on the county side, but my whole entire district is inside the city limits. Mm -hmm. So I know we have to work well together to to move move the district forward. Yes, sir. I just need some more clarity on 
uh, whenever I do want to make improvements in my district that I guess the stipulations or whatever they have in place. Oh, yes, sir. No, I, I was fully expecting that we were going to be putting this together. And then when they told me they had it out for bid with their Illinois projects, I was like, that's not what we talked about at all. Right. <laughs> I, I, it's, it's just the whole process, you know, mm -hmm. uh, with, I, I just don't understand why would I have to do the same process that they're doing? Yeah. It doesn't make I, sense. I, I understand and understand your frustration. But they're going to use their Elnick money, just build them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we nip that in the bud quick. All right. So, um, Lewis Fraser Road Water System Extension, we did the, the report. Now, one of the comments that came in the commission meeting, um, yep, that was it, um, about what it would take to uh, get water across uh, the west side of the railroad tracks. Um, our, this is, uh, I'll kind of give you a little bit of orientation. Um, this is Highway 84. This is the railroad. This is 196. Um, the concrete plants, Brikes Lake Road, McIntosh Lake Road, McIntosh Lake. Mm -hmm. Excuse me. Um, our water system ends right here, um, about where they have all the asphalt millings piled up out there in that old lake, the old McIntosh Lake, if y'all remember. Mm -hmm. um, and so what we would end up doing was uh, bringing a 10-inch line, crossing under the railroad here, and then extend it down. The yellow line is the city of Hinesville service delivery area, so we have to stop there. Um, we would bring in a two-inch line to service um, houses down this little dirt road here. Uh, we would have an eight-inch line bring fire service and service to the houses down to seals. Um, there is a water system already on Bright's Lake Road. It's owned by, I think it's PK Water Systems. I can't remember the, the exact owner, but it, we when we paved Bright's Lake Road, um, we ended up uh, helping them by providing materials so they can move their water line out from underneath our roadway. Their water system will not provide fire flows and won't provide the, the system that we need. So um, we can, one, either let it stay by itself or either take it over and then put fire protection through there. Um, also, we can go down uh, McIntosh Lake Road and come back and serve these houses now, this big piece right here, um, it was, uh, back in 2009, looked at being developed. Uh, a PUD was uh, applied for to develop that. Um, and at that time, the county did not have a water system. And so they were going to do their own water system with a uh, land application system in the back because there's a wetland that kind of cuts this back half off uh, it's hard to get across so there that's what was happening back in 2009 uh, so it's been sitting dormant some of the pieces have been sold off to the neighbors across the front um, but there are developers interested in this project again 
Now, they are looking at it from the standpoint that it's outside the service delivery area from Liberty County. Uh, City of Hinesville has said that they don't want to extend the service delivery area out to this site back in 2009. I would anticipate that that sentiment is the same now. Um, so you could end up with several hundred additional home sites in this site that would provide potential customers for you in the future. Um, but you know, if, if the county provides water service in that area, then uh, we're not providing sanitary sewer, so they would be basically uh, a minimum of half acre lots. Because to meet the health department requirements, you've got to have half acre lots. So to do what you see kind of in blue, oh, let me back up. There's a little trailer park right in here that I didn't include because it's, you know, you'd have to get easements and I'm not sure how we want to handle the little trailer park there. But um, we'd come back down here um, to where the uh, old Sykes Oil was. There's several houses back up in there, get fire protection there. Um, by the time you do this, you're about $3.36 million to get across there. Um, also, if you start adding a little bit more down 196, then that adds to it as well. The uh, current that we've got for Lewis Frazier is about $960,000 total. And so right now with the grant funding, Mr. Brown has it set up about 60-40, uh, where 60% is the uh, grant funds and 40% are matching funds. If we were to use the same percentage with this project and the other project that would use about uh, $1.7 million of ARPA money to make the 40% match to do that if we want to go this route. So, you know, I think at some point before um, too long, we've got to have a commitment from the commissioners, but uh, just kind of introducing it tonight. By the next meeting, we need to know whether you want to include this section in your application or not because the application's got to be submitted. What was that, Mr. Brown? It's ready, it's ready to go, uh, mm. absent this section. But if you wanted to include it, we, we, you know, we go back, obviously, change the numbers, change the narrative, change the number of households, which is easy to do. But I just don't have a lot of lead time to, you know, to, to make those changes. We, mm. we need to know by the next meeting. The, the, and the number is exactly so. Your total project cost without this section before that's in the application is 935,781. The total project cost with this section to be 4.2 million uh, and we can send you these uh, we just got these this afternoon so as mr. long was saying your your original match that would come out of your local ARPA money would have been 246 312 that's on that 935 number that match increases from 246 to roughly 1.6 million dollars that would you'd have to obligate out of your local ARPA funds. And how much do we have in that local fund? Well, your local fund, the total that you're getting is $11 million through 2026. Uh, mm -hmm. So it's got, it's a, you know, that $11 million is what the committee is going to work on. 11.9, right? I'm sorry. 11.9? 11 11 I think it, yeah. Yeah, it is 11.9. Yeah. Hey, that now uh, means something. I understand. Now. Yeah, so, so again, you'd be going ahead and committing, you know, a pretty good sum of money to the project. Now, that would take care, 
going under the railroad? Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Now, Trent, what did you say earlier about the yellow line right there? Is that... Um, this this yellow line is the city, city of Huntington city limits that since city of Hinesville furnishes water services to them, is shown as a city of Hinesville water service delivery area. So is that on so, the right also? Go ahead, go ahead. It is. Okay, the one on... It runs almost to the high school on the other side of the road. And it yeah. across the road to catch those pieces over there. How about down pat this other end? Down here? This yes, uh-huh. Is that's that, our service delivery. That's our service delivery, yeah. That yellow line is our service? Where does this stop? Where, where does Hinesville? Deer stops over here. That's theirs. Oh, going back to the left. So this area right here really is in no man's land right oh, now. Okay. okay. So it's, it, we can provide service in there. Well, that's the difference between that overwater lay district and the one and Midway. Midway is providing service in the rural area with a two-inch line. A lot of places, yes, sir. Because the two-inch line starts by the Dorchester Center, right in front of the Dorchester, over by the, the brick house, Mr. Mm. the vet house. Mm -hmm. So it starts the two-inch line, so all of those people are being serviced off of a two-inch line. Now, you know we've got an eight-inch line across the street down 84, so about the same location. Where is that at? It started down at the entrance to Hunter's Ridge, and it goes almost in front of the museum on the other side of the road. Installed that about three or four years ago. Because if you, because if you remember when we started off with the water system, we wanted to connect with Midway, mm -hmm. and just let the let a valve be the divider. So if it, anyone has a problem, they could just. Yes open the valve, but that did not happen. Yes, sir. Uh, you're exactly right. And mm -hmm. the same thing here is, you know, if you ever end up connecting, I've got this stubbed out to the edge of where service delivery area is. It's about one parcel beyond where my last customer would be. But, you know, if we needed to make that connection, we could make that connection. Actually, our last customer would actually be Mr. Smith, I think. The uh, trend that this would be like Ward, no, uh, this is Bus Barn, and this Ward's, I think that's Ward's Auto Body, or whatever it is now. Mm -hmm. Okay. The private water system, would those patrons have the option of connecting with this? Well, so, so what, what we wanted to do, and I in the weeds, what we wanted to do was first to see what the cost was to run those lines. Mm -hmm. um, and I asked Trent to count every possible possibility. So, so whether they did or not mm -hmm. would be up to the board. Probably probably wouldn't force those people on a private okay. water system okay. to be all over. But at least with the ARPA funds, unlike CDBG funds, you don't have to guarantee the number of towns. And so mm. basically we'd provide the line out there so in the future when if service they want is to. bad, they can okay. town. Okay. Uh, the line would be out there to provide service to this undevelopment track. Mm -hmm. Again, not with the same strings that a CDBG grant has on it. You haven't got to prove how many customers are going to hook on right now mm -hmm. to be able to provide the service at the time, if that's what y'all want to do. Mm -hmm. so, 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 so actually we'll be providing fire protection, but they don't have to take the public water system itself. 
Unless you decide that. Unless you decide not to put that line in. Well, or no, unless you decide that you want to go ahead and force them to come off of what I'm not advocating. That. Right, right. I, I'm, I'm just saying no, no, right, right, right. It, it could go that way. They could get fire protection. Correct. Uh, but not have the public water, drinking water. Right. Yes, sir. So, so you're asking. So basically, it's a, a 10,000 foot view yeah. from the last meeting, real quickly, because mm -hmm. the grant application having to go in as to whether you just want to consider it. But it's what's, not. What's, what's our timeline? We just need to know by the next meeting. Two weeks? Three weeks. Three. Yeah. So, really. And, and the, really, the main thing is how much do we wanna, you want to up your potential commitment from 200,000 to 200,000 to, you know, one point uh, two. Roughly 1.6 million of your local ARPA money. Would that keep our rate the same, or would the rate go down because you have more customers? Which one? Well, you're way ahead now. So, I, with that number of customers, if it didn't go down immediately, it would eventually go down. And again, it goes back to whether you want to ask folks or mandate them to tie on to the service that have existing lines. So we got some legwork to do. Well, I think the first the first thing is the grant's not assured. Okay, and so do you want to go ahead and try to go for the grant and see if they'll fund the grant and then make those decisions down the line, right? Okay. We don't even have the system yet, so it's that's in the operational aspect of it. All right, this is a um, serious decision. Um, well, it's a, certainly you it's could. A heavy uh, decision. It's a heavy, that's there's another word for it. Right. <clears throat> certainly you could benefit a lot of people. Um, with the water service, and this is one of the allowables for the ARPA fund. So that's what uh, Commissioner Thrift missed the last meeting. That's kind of where we are with that. So I, I hear Commissioner Gillard in my ear. Now, what's going to change between tonight <laughs> and two weeks from now as to whether we say we want to support the extension of the water fund, other than up in the amount of funds we use, 200 versus the uh, million dollar number. So that's the. Um, and, and do we hurt anything by doing that? Um, I mean, we, but, but once again, if this is one of the allowables, that certainly gives it some brownie points. So, but that decision commission that, that lies before us, and we can certainly sleep on it. But at the next meeting, we need to be ready to, to take action on it. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Chair, just, just uh, one quick question. Uh, you know me, looking in the future, right? Yes, sir. Uh, and Trent, you were saying that. Potential, how many customers could probably tie in on this particular Several project? Several hundred, right? I'm, I'm just. But so, when we did this before, we were planning on water and sewer, and we were going to get seven or eight hundred homes. So that's going to be a much denser count because you don't have to have a half acre for each lot. When I have to start getting half acre each lot, I only get a density about one and a half per acre. I'm, I'm with you, and that's where I'm going. Yeah. And you follow me right down that hole. I'm glad. So <clears throat> that, that's, I guess that's what I'm looking at as well, too. You know, uh, if, if we're looking at the water system, correct, and, and we're expanding the water systems, and we're looking at new potential growth, uh, wouldn't it be beneficial also to, to address the, the sewer as well? That is uh, something that would be very beneficial for our citizens in that area because we do have such poor soils. Right. Um, now, 
I'm not trying to take the septic guy out of business. My, my grandfather was in the septic business for many years. I, I don't take but, that at all. Right, but I'm, I'm just looking at growth. And okay. when, whenever you're talking about strategic this, growth. This is exactly how sewer systems get born. Right. Mm -hmm. so, uh, yes, sir. We need to look at it. Um, so so you're talking that. about then an increased commitment of ARPA funds. Well, there's not time to look at a yeah, that's, you, to that. No, 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 no. Yeah. Right. You won't be able to make that feature. Right. Make some plans to right. Yeah, we need right. Yeah. Exactly. yeah, I was even thinking about. Uh, yeah, that was my campaign slogan. Focus on the future. So I, I'm, <laughs> I'm just trying to. Enough. Right. So I'm just trying yeah. to stay uh, on, on that route. I was even thinking about the potential of the uh, low ISO ratings for some people. Yes. The water. Yeah. The water. Mm -hmm. another, another benefit. Mm -hmm. But even even with that, you know, with ISO. Yeah, we can start it's, looking at the sewer. Okay. I mean, yeah, that's a that's a planning strategy that involves you know land acquisition and mm -hmm. spray field design. And mm -hmm. Okay. Some of that, but it's time. All right. Okay. I need to be on your planning. Side. Okay. If we're gonna build a house, man, let's 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 build a house. <laughs> that's the only thing I'm saying. Oh. We're gonna do the infrastructure. Let's work at it. Mm -hmm. Do it right. Do it right. Do it right. It, it takes a, it takes a while to develop a disposal method for your sewer. Right. So that's right. That's kind of one of the first things we look at is, all right, where do we want to hit and how are we going to dispose of it? Right. And once we get those items figured out, we can start moving. And I'm, I'm just mm -hmm. thinking about, uh, you know, potential growth, uh, new people coming into the area. Everyone's not familiar with septic tanks. <laughs> you know, that's, you know, people from other places aren't used to and what I'm saying is, you know, if, if we could have both of those together, that then that would be, be beneficial. Wonderful. That would be very good for the citizens in that area. Because those soil types are low percolating soils. So that's why you ride around and you see so many mounds in everybody's yard. Right. Yeah. yeah. High groundwater, low perking soils. So right. this would be something to be very beneficial for the citizens. I'll dock it, Mr. Chair, if that's all right for the next meeting. Yes, sir. Please please submit any other questions to Mr. Brown or Mr. Longman between now and then. So if I get those questions answered. So we'll be ready to ahead make time. a decision next meeting. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. I, yeah. We can make one tonight. <laughs> okay. So I think the last thing on my, I think I've talked about everything except for Gun Branch Convenience Center. And I gave, um, okay. Mr. Thrift has a kind of, up to date where we are. We should be finished with those pretty shortly and be able to put that out for bid. Um, so that's getting ready to roll. Are you about ready? You said you were about ready to put it out for bid? Probably like next the, meeting. Probably the end of the next, before next meeting, I'll definitely be ready. Okay. It'll come before us. Mm -hmm. I'll look at this and give you a call if I have any questions. Yes, ma'am. Please do. Now, it's not 100%, but it's got the. It's a, it's got basically what we're trying to do. Okay. Okay. That was an hour's worth of information. <laughs> I, was, I was checking. I was getting rid of the time. But. So, I don't know if, if y'all want to talk to me anymore time. or not. No, Trent, I, I, I do have one question. Okay. I, um, you, back to um, Baker Street. The side street that you're talking about, that, that's Seminole now. And, and just to back up a little bit, it's the Baker Street project, but it's the intersection that's yes. where we got the, where we need the, the paving done. I mean, it's, yes, yeah, right. okay. So that, you know, when right. you were saying what is a side street, yeah. it's, it's the intersection of Becky and Seminole. 
just right. like on Olive, you know, you got it listed as the Olive Street project, but it's Olive in Stafford, it's Olive in Cherrydale, you know, where, where the work is going to be done. Olive is the name, just yes, like sir. Becky is the name. Yes, sir, and it's okay. just that little, yes. that intersection that we're doing. Yeah, yeah okay, and, and, and the, the intersection need... is Seminole. Okay, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Because we just, you know, over the time since we've been doing this, right, with the yeah. wet soils has been failing a little bit right, more. Right, yeah, so okay. Yeah, that, that's good. We need to go a little bit more. Yeah. So, but call me. I'd still love to ride out with you and talk to you about it. On Friday. On not, Friday. Not on a Friday afternoon. <laughs> we pull that off. But, um, and, and Trent, you use some mighty fine paper, too. I'm glad you like it. Yeah, this is... That's good money. This top-notch paper. Well, I tell you, uh, we were having so much trouble with the other paper and maintenance and downtime on the copying machines. You're talking about, like, the paper we use here? Yeah. And, oh. and so I started buying the little bit higher-grade paper, uh -huh. and my maintenance on my copying machine almost quit. Wow. Duly noted. <laughs> All right, so thank you, sir. And, and remember, I have a really high dollar, high end, eight hundred pounds. All right, Trent, Trent, I'm trying to be, I'm trying to recoup some time. <laughs> trying to recoup some time, yes, sir. Trent, Mr. Oh, Long, my yeah, might ask him if he could just stick around a little bit longer for item H. Okay. All right. Do that, Trent. Okay. All right, let's hear now from United Way, Spring Grant and right. Company. Good to see the homegirl back home. And I am uh, not just back home for this meeting, but uh, on September 3rd, after over 35 years uh, somewhere else, I am literally, again, a resident of Liberty County. You're welcome home. <laughs> welcome <Yeah>. home. <laughs> Which I'm excited about too. Thank you so much for you that. You might remember her dad was Dr. Grant, who was a ophthalmologist. Optometrist. Yes, optometrist, yes, excuse yes. me, for many years here in Liberty County. So. And I uh, grew up in Fleming most of my time. Mm -hmm. uh, with my, my stepfather was Ed Haymans. Mm -hmm. right. So um, I was born here mm -hmm. at Liberty Regional when it was on the highway, mm -hmm. um, and uh, Bacon Primary, Hinesshaw Elementary, <laughs> Hinesville Middle School. You made the rounds. <laughs> and then Bradwell, of you course. In rounds. fact, it still is a little odd to me sometimes that there's a second high school. So <laughs> I have to come up with the times. I'm gonna have to, uh, to get used to that. Mm -hmm. It is uh, an honor uh, to be here with all of you, Chairman Lovett, Esteemed commissioners, County Manager Brown, thank you so much for the opportunity. Um, I graduated from Bradwell and, 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 and left. Um, I worked in economic development for over 20 years where I was the COO of the Savannah Economic Development Authority. And so that presentation we just heard was fascinating to me and I've been <laughs> passing the projects uh, off Islands Highway and, and I'm really thrilled to see the growth that uh, you guys are shepherding in Liberty County, so thank you. And from a United Way perspective, after nearly 20 years with the Savannah Economic Development Authority in February of 2020, I joined the United Way as president and CEO. That was just about six weeks before the whole world changed. <laughs> so uh, my learning curve, which I had anyway, really steepened quite a lot. Uh, the very first thing that we did was create a COVID-19 rapid response fund in March of 2020. We knew 
and we thought it would be a short time, but we knew that we were going to have to help people stay safely housed when our calls to our 211 call center, our information referral center went sky high. And uh, they, they doubled, they tripled, they quadrupled. We were taking thousands of calls from people who needed help in Liberty County, in Bryan County, in Effingham County, and in Chatham. So we thought we would begin by trying to raise money, having the community support the community. Um, and we thought if we hit $200,000, we'd be doing amazingly well. And I was so amazed and, and appreciative to, to see that our community, our four county region raised $675,000. Every single dime of it going to help residents of our community. So um, it has uh, been quite an amazing experience. And as we stand here today, I want to, on behalf of our team, um, our Liberty County office, we want to thank you, Liberty County Board of Commissioners, for your loyal commitment to the United Way. The United Way has been something you guys have continued to do year after year, and we're sincerely grateful for your leadership and your example in this community in particular. So thank you very much for continuing to do that. And I want to share a little bit about what your investment does and the work that we do, how your money helps our communities. If you don't know, the mission of the United Way is to improve lives. That aligns, I think, very well with the work of uh, the, your work every single day. What you guys are doing here is to improve the lives of people in our county. And United Way's goal is to do the same thing. We do that three ways. And this is one of the things I didn't, I'm not sure I even understood when I started at United Way. We make grants to nonprofit organizations that are on the front lines of our communities every single day. So we, the community raises money through the United Way, and then through a volunteer-driven process, we invest those funds into nonprofit organizations. We're currently funding 89 programs at 54 nonprofit agencies across our four-county region. And that is everything from making sure seniors have hot meals to funding after-school and summer, you know, summer programs for children, safe developmental programs for children. We also fill in where there are gaps with direct services. And frankly, in, our, uh, in the counties, in Liberty and Bryan and Effingham, there's much more direct service. There's much more interaction with people because there are fewer nonprofits doing the work. So United Way does a lot of that work more directly than we have to do in Chatham County because there are so many nonprofits. And through the pandemic, the gaps were deep and wide. And that COVID-19 rapid response fund that I just described to you was one of the ways that we helped to fill that gap for the people of our region. Lastly, we promote volunteerism and connect volunteers to needs in all four counties. Whether it's a corporate interest, whether it's a nonprofit that needs help, whether it's a, a grandmother who needs a ramp built, those are the kinds of things that we're working on all the time. Our 211 call center has done things like, there was a gentleman who, uh, who had a job for 10 years. He was a, had some developmental delays, but had a productive life and a good job. But because he, was, um, he had a bed bug infestation, the school system had to ask him to leave the school until that could be solved. There was nobody to help him. There was a gap. 
And that gap in, in our safety net could have left him without a job. So our 211 call center director spent six weeks helping him to understand what needed to happen in order to deal with that problem, secured and, and negotiated with uh, cleaners to clean his house and exterminators to handle the problem so that he could be back in his job within about eight weeks and he didn't lose his job. That's one example of thousands of lives in all kinds of circumstances. In 2020, which was an extreme year, the United Way, through all of our program services and our direct services in this county, helped to improve the lives of 207,948 people, which is the most in our history. We conducted over this past year a, a, a strategic plan that I will uh, make sure we get some copies to you, uh, to the county manager to share with you all. 400 people across our four county region were involved in that strategic plan and there were two basic things. I'm not gonna go into the 12 or 14 pages, but two basic things we learned. One of the things we heard was there was no replacement for the United Way's investment in the safety net. Those basic things, food and, and shelter, those basic things that keep people from falling through the cracks. There was no replacement in our community. So we had to recommit ourselves to that. So first and foremost in our strategic plan, we are committed to that safety net. Second, we, what continued to come up over and over again was upward mobility. How do we help people remove barriers to economic progress? So the, in addition, we are going to be working to advance four bold goals in these areas that I think are critically important for quality of life and upward mobility. Quality affordable childcare, ready resilient workforce, financially empowered families, safe and stable housing. We are going to be over this next year, we're working with experts in each of those areas, subject matter experts to determine exactly what role United Way should play. And, and frankly, we will be seeking partners in those spaces uh, to, so that we can collaboratively and collectively solve the problems of our communities that are related to these issues. So what you're interested in, <laughs> what you're specifically interested in is Liberty County impact and the specific things. I'd like to introduce, if you don't already know, Kristen Hopkins Graham, who is our area director in our Liberty County office. And she's gonna share with you just a little bit about what these numbers mean here. Hello, I'm pleased to be here today um, to tell you about the direct impact that United Way uses the dollars from the Coastal Empire to affect Liberty County. Um, so we have two ways. The first way is our direct service center, which I do want to, for just informational purposes, we have relocated from Fairhope over to Olive Street. We're at 301 Olive Street now, just so you guys are aware of that. But um, in our direct service center, we have a lot of programs um, that we uh, provide services to the community through. And most of those are centered around crisis management and intervention, helping families as they're going through the crisis from bare minimum um, necessities like food, hygiene items, things like that. We have the community resource closet and pantry which we have one at our office that we service direct to the community as well as we have several set up through the schools um, so that students are able to get it directly from their school counselors or nurses. Um, we also have, of course, our last year because of COVID, 
We had the Rapid Response Fund where we helped with utility and rental assistance for those that were affected by COVID, either by loss of job, um, they were out due to contracting COVID. So um, we helped a lot of families there as well. <clears throat> we have the Landings Military Relief Fund, which provides um, emergency assistance to, in, to active duty military. And that covers a wide range of um, emergency assistance from, it can be rental, it can be car payments, it can be insurance, it can be, it's, it, it has an open range of eligibility that they can qualify for as well. The Women's United Transportation Fund is pretty much a gas car program. And with that, we help families who need help getting to doctor's appointments, um, job interviews, things like that. Another big component of that as well is we have a few, uh, quite a few residents in Liberty County that are currently seeking cancer treatment and have to travel to Savannah. So a lot of them qualify for that as well on a monthly basis. <clears throat> uh, Reunited. That's where we, we push literacy, early childhood literacy through Liberty County, and we work closely with the school boards in pre-K to get the books out to pre-K to first grade students. And a lot of you guys participated in that in the past with reading to the students when we went out um, to the individual schools. Backpack Buddies is, is uh, food insecurities on the weekends. So we do that each week. We have volunteers who come in and organize on Tuesdays. They pack the foods on Thursdays and they're delivered out to the schools through volunteers and the schools make sure that the students get those packages on Fridays so that they have food over the weekend. So total overall for the direct service center, we um, into the community was $442,485. And we assisted 6,224 residents. Okay. Now, the second way that money filters into Liberty County and has a direct impact is through our United Way Community Investments Fund. And that's through doing agency grants. And I have listed for you there agencies that I'm sure all of you are very familiar with. And I kind of just concentrated on the agencies that have a direct presence here in Liberty County. So as you can see, that's CASA, the Liberty County Manor House, the Fraser Center, Helen's Haven, Senior Citizens, MedBank, and Consumer Credit Counseling. Those are all agencies that are stationed right here in Liberty County that provide services. And through our community investments process, we gave out $185,000 in grants last year to help continue those programs throughout Liberty County. So in total, when you add the, uh, the funding of the office itself and the staff and the, and the location with those services, our investment in Liberty County, $769,000, which was a shock to me, um, but, a, but a happy one. Um, and I hope that it makes you feel proud um, I hope that it's something that you can um, share, frankly, with others in this community about the value and the role of United Way and about one of the things we want to make sure is that when someone needs help, they know where to turn. And if someone can give help, we ask them to give. We believe that the United Way is the United Way. It is 
an 83-year-old organization that has been sustained and led by these communities year after year, decade after decade. I will come and I will go. But the United Way will still be this asset, this infrastructure that allows the community to deliver service to the community and hopefully supports the work of our county governments and our city governments in delivery of service and improving lives in our, in our four county region. So with that, I'd love to answer any questions you might have. Mr. Chairman, I have one question. Uh, I, um, Chris Stacy, do, do y'all yes. know, know Chris? Yeah, he um, contacted me and um, I was just checking the email um, and I was playing phone tag as someone named um, Casey that I'm supposed Casey. to. That's Casey. I'm sorry, I didn't Casey. introduce Casey. Okay. Yeah. He gave me um, your number and I was supposed to call you. I think you've called and left message for me a couple of times. So we, we, we'll get together. I, I need a, I'll, I'll give you a call. He has a check okay. for you. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, but but I'm grateful I, for Chris Stacy. Yeah, yeah, it, it was interesting when y'all relocated to Olive Street just recently. Yeah, I, I live on Olive Street. No, no one told y'all that y'all need to run that by me before y'all move. <laughs> <laughs> uh oh, yeah, 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 but, but um, Casey, I'll give you a call. Okay. All right, that's all I had. I think we had, was today I received the email from Laura. Laura sent an email out to all the commissioners about uh, making uh, United Way contributions. So mm -hmm. you have it in your emails. Yeah, she, and Laura did a very good job. Well, hopefully now you have more information mm -hmm. that uh, can make you feel better about the work mm -hmm. that you do to support the United Way. And we're really sincerely grateful for your loyalty and mm -hmm. in, in working with us every single year. Well, you know, thank you guys. You know, it's one thing to hear a presentation or to see it on TV, but when you bring it local and make us see, help us, not make us, help us see the local impact, it means a lot. It speaks volumes. It speaks volumes. So I hope those of you on Facebook are listening too. <laughs> Give to United Way. Give to United Way. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for Pleasure coming. Pleasure to be with thank you all. You. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. mm -hmm. Casey. Mm -hmm. All right. Salmon B. Harris Gym Renovation, Mr. Holton. All right, good evening. Um, good evening, sir. I guess y'all can hear me okay with this on, right? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> um, this is an update. So, um, like I said before, I was going to come back. You've already seen this slide, but I like to pick up where we left off um, because there were some modifications that we were making to this, to this site as a result of our last, um, last meeting. So, I'm going to try to See if I can make sure I can get this thing right. The laser. There it is. Okay. Um, so one of the things we talked about um, at the last meeting was uh, making sure we had ADA spaces here. We were going to attach the um, sidewalks to the uh, side exits. Um, and I just wanted to show this as, as just kind of a starting point so you can see um, on this you, know, you can see we're really getting into the actual hard um, uh, Revit drawings now, harder Revit drawing, drawings. So you can see, and I'll blow this up in a minute, but you can see this, um, you know, we added some ADA spaces here um, right next to the entrance. We created a plaza entrance, which I'm going to show you in just Thank a moment. You. Thank you, sir. Um, and, you know, we attached these sidewalks to these uh, four entrances on the sides. And then basically the rest of this is, is pretty much the same um, as you've seen it before. Um, one of the things that I wanted to show, this is, we didn't show this last time, but this is what the building looks like now. Um, 
with the new roof on it, um, when we went before, we actually enclosed the windows because a lot of the windows were broken out. Um, and I wanted to show this image um, so you could see this is a rendering of what we're looking at now. Um, Impressive. So it's kind of the same general shot. We took the drone shot and then mm -hmm. tried to get the... Um, Impressive. This, and this does, thank you, this does show, you know, our, you know, the sidewalks connecting mm -hmm. around here. The little plaza. These won't really look like this. I mm -hmm. didn't have time to change this, but the yeah. HVAC systems. But we did move those HVAC systems to the back side, so, mm -hmm. um, so they'll, they'll both be on this side of the building. Um, created a plaza area mm -hmm. in front of the building. This is the enclosed porch. So mm -hmm. we're really not adding square footage, but we kind of are. <laughs> we really mm -hmm. are using what's underneath our roof already. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, tying on the landscaping that's, you know, a lot of the tree types and everything that's already out there, um, you know, to dress up the front of this building. Mm -hmm. um, and then you see right here, there are two covered entrances. Mm -hmm. And that's something I'm going to show in plan and why we, why we did that um, in just a minute. But I wanted to... Um, All right, this is standing next to the multi-purpose room at the end of the existing um, wing. We're just kind of going around the side of the building now, so, so you can just kind of get an idea of what it's looking like as we walk east on the site. And this is basically looking at it from across, I mean, um, mm -hmm. right where the road is. Um, and I believe, I believe I included on here a plan. Who's that, Jester? I was going to say that. Marion, checking them out. I, it's amazing what we can do nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> yes. uh, I got Marion on the on this sidewalk. <laughs> yeah, there was a floor plan on there, but I, it may be in that, um, it's probably just called out as floor plan in the, yeah, yeah, there we go, there we go, I've skipped over it. Um, so this floor plan, you have to kind of look past some of the dimension lines, I should have had this <laughs> off, but you can see um, this, this entrance here, these doors basically line up here. We, at one time we had both sets of doors on this one side, um, which when you look at first glance it might make sense, but the problem we were having was that we weren't really using this entire lobby space. Um, and then also, we wanted to keep this wall behind the basketball goal clear so we could put um, you know, the athletic wall pads on there for, uh, for mm -hmm. run overs. Mm -hmm. um, where you, can roll, you can run through a pair of doors, I guess, but it's really not safe. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when it has that center mullion in there. Um, so what we've done is we've, we've moved these doors and, and it's really created more of a, the building is a very formal building. It's a very symmetrical building. Mm -hmm. And we didn't want to take away from that by making the entrance asymmetrical. So that's, um, that was the, the primary driver. And then we started, and it really created really a good opportunity to have these, um, we showed these low brick planters like you saw in the images. I can mm -hmm. go back to the images also, but um, with benches mm -hmm. um, on the planters. Um, and then we would be planting, we're not going to plant a tall tree that's going to grow up, you know, and cover mm -hmm. the building, but um, something a little bit lower mm -hmm. there um, in front of the building just to give it some, mm -hmm. some greenery. And then this is that glass wall that you saw in the, um, in, the, in, that, in the images. So this does not exist right now. Right now, that is just the porch. 
-hmm. So we're enclosing that. <coughs> Why does that poach? About what, six feet? It's uh, nine feet deep, I think. The porch is. It's um, maybe, maybe, I think it's just shy of nine feet deep. Because okay. we were concerned about, well, you can look at, oops. You can see the, the width of that door right there, six feet. Mm -hmm. so you turn it sideways. It's you know it's it's about okay. probably eight eight, um, but it's it's still pretty narrow, so I really felt it was important that you can walk straight through the lobby instead mm -hmm. of having to, because we even looked at trying to move these entrances to the center, and but there's just not enough room to to go in, turn, and then mm -hmm. right. go back out. And what you may find in the future is that you make like one of these doors, like this one may be unlocked all day for the entr entrance door. And when you have big events, you may want to unlo unlock both, both doors, mm -hmm. but they're always available for exiting. So mm -hmm. This building has excellent exiting, <coughs> exiting on all four corners of the building plus the lobby. Um, I mean, you can see some of that in this image here. Looks pretty good. Um, <laughs> And in real, in this this is probably showing up the wrong color. Um, you see how these windows are gray? They are going to be the clear anodized, so they match the whole theme of the of the um, complex there. So we'll put um, new curtain wall, window wall windows in there, um, lowy windows, and really um, really dress it up. So we've already insulated the roof, so we've got that checked off. Um, now we got to insulate the windows, and um, I'm not showing any of the interior shots yet um, because we really want our interiors to go through and make some recommendations on, um, and if you guys have recommendations on color palettes um, <clears throat> that you're interested in for this, um, let me know, and I'll, I'll run that through our interiors, and we'll, we'll make that work throughout the building. Um, She's way better at that than I. <laughs> well, uh, you know, I don't know if you all know or not, but the uh, for, for that school, the colors were purple and gold. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The original tigers. Take that purple and all gold to satisfy my soul. I remember. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I remember. Jim, I didn't know you was down there, too. I, was, I, I spent two years. Oh, okay. Gary spent one. Yep, eighth grade. Mm -hmm. hey, David, could you go back to the, to the floor plan? Uh, and I, I was just looking at that. Um, so it's just only going to be, I know last time you here, we, we, we talked about the bleachers, but it's, <laughs> it's just only going to be bleachers on one side. So those are portable bleachers. Okay. Um, we're just showing a place for oh, them. Okay. And they can okay. go anywhere because they're, they're, they are portable. Oh, okay. Okay. So we, we did talk about <laughs> them, them, them old ones just because you couldn't. We're, we're, we're looking into that right now to see yeah. what we can do with them. You, you don't have a match. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Oh, have mercy. No, no. sir. Uh. <laughs> no, that, that, um, but, but that, um, that view. It looks good, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah it looks real good. Looks good, doesn't um, it? And what, what I was wanting to do bring is it get. Back to life. Um, it is. And that's kind of what I, you see. New life. Yeah, brings it. <laughs> I mean, it's the bones of this building are, f are phenomenal. I mean, they're really mm -hmm. good. Um, when we first went in there 
12 years ago was the first time I went in there, I think, 12, 13 years ago. Um, it was just striking to me because the outside was all grown over mm-hmm. um, to see what that looks like on the inside. It's like, the, oh, yeah, we could, this can definitely turn into something nice. Um, What's in the in the back back that just that's where you say the um, the age back is you you moved them. That's right. So right now there's one sitting here. Mm-hmm. Um, the other one is actually on the other side. It's sitting. Um, it's over back there. over here facing okay. the pool. Um, and so. You know what we're trying to do? That actually the ducks that are in there, those big spiral ducks. Mm-hmm. I mean we're looking at reusing those. We can clean those out. Mm-hmm. They're all they're huge. Mm-hmm. Um, we could clean those out and reuse them. We just have to reconfigure to the other side. Or we get into it and we realize that there's something else wrong with them. They have leaks. We can go with a fabric duct, kind of like we did with the uh, Schumann Center. Um, and it's, that's what we do in a lot of gymnasiums now. Um, and you may actually prefer to do that. Um, just because they are, there's just a lot of benefits to the, the fabric ducts, give better circulation. Um, and then they also are really self-cleaning. They say you can take them down and, and launder them, but I've never, because every time they turn on, they blow the dust off. Um, so nothing ever has a chance to settle on those uh, fabric ducts. But, but I did, you know, we did look at putting both of those units on this side mm-hmm. um, and then leaving the other side so that it can be. I think I'll, I don't know if we show. Can. Yeah, we show some trees, some plantings going down that side. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go. You can see them um, just to clean up. Actually, you know what she did? She actually left it on here. If you see this right here, that's what it, kind of what it looks like right now. And we're not doing that. We're actually pulling that one off. <clears throat> too. So it'll be clean on that whole side. You'll just see um, curtain wall windows. But, I mean, you, you don't have a view of the back, uh, Mr. Chairman. What's the area? The, the, the back of the old gym. Yeah, the, the eighth grade wing was behind. Right, that's right. That's where the eighth grade wing was. Yeah, I remember that. But but that was you don't remember that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but but um, there was you, you could come in from that way. Is, is there a back door back there? There's no, not nothing. There's there, no there's nothing back in that at all. But a pond, a hole in pond. Okay. So um, I didn't and, uh, bring. Do, do, um, do we own the, where the old football field was? Do we that's all that? Yeah, all all of that. Now I do remember that now. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, the, what, what, the K-12 what, what the I block? remember is they won a lot of games inside the gym. So back here. The, the football talking. field, not so much. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> K-12 with the blocks. So, so right now, um, the way this is, there's really no access. I mean, and before, this because we're basically going back with the same, you know, the bathrooms are back in the same locations. Mm-hmm. They're just reconfigured for ADA. And then we're putting all new, you know, porcelain tile in them. Um, but there's no access. Now, there probably was through here mm-hmm. on either side of that stage. So it's just going to just be just a brick wall from floor to ceiling in the back. No, no back door, nothing? That's right, on the back of the building. That's the way it is, and that's the way it is now. Yeah. Um, and what these, the what these are used to? I think right where he's got the green. Right in there. Right, in there. right there. Yeah, it came right up there. to the side. Yeah. And, and I think that there was an old, like a, a doorway that was bricked up right there. A long time ago. It's the Robbins class. Yeah, you could come in the back. Yeah. yeah. Back. But I mean, so we, but we won't have this when we finish all the remodeling, renovating. There, there will be no, 
No back door. I mean, for a fire exit or nothing well, now, you, like your exits are uh, ex on both right sides. On the sides. Mm -hmm. okay. There, right there, there, okay. and then okay. on the front. Okay. Um, unless you need something back no, there. No, 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 no. I'm just wondering. Mm. Right now, what we're doing is these spaces. You could come through that hallway. You're right, Gary. That uh, were hallways. Old days, you could. there was a door. Right, yeah. yeah. And, and the stage was there. Mm-hmm. On that end, still got the stage. We ran it's the drone right all the way around. The right there. So I, I guarantee you, you could see it plain as day on that on those pictures. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you could probably see where it was bricked up. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. When we throw yeah. down the old eighth grade wing. Yeah. But that's interesting though, because I don't. None of the drawings that I had, the older drawings, show that wing back there. Mm -hmm. It was there, yeah, man. I'm having a flashback. John and Blue used to be back there waiting on me to take my lunch. <laughs> <laughs> There's a wing back there, Bessie Williams. Now, moving forward, we are looking at, um, you know, if, if, if the direction looks good tonight, I was going to cut the uh, engineers loose on this. Tell my cousin on it. I think it looks real good. I, I, I don't see it. I think it looks really excellent mm -hmm. job. Yeah, it does. It looks real good. Excellent start. Nice. Yeah. Well, I'll cut them loose, and I was going to give them about four weeks to get their drawings. They're going to have to go to the site, you know, and, you know, but we're looking at all. We don't, we're not reusing any plumbing. We learned that from the other one, you know. We don't, yeah. we're not, none of the plumbing's any good, so we're tearing all the plumbing out. And this, Mr. Chairman, we, we need to move on with this thing. I, I want to, I want it to get up and running. I, I want to take one more jump shot in there <laughs> before my knees go completely out. Now. I want to go We're going to put height adjusters on there, you know, so you can lower the I don't, I just want to take a jump shot in, in the new gym before my knees go completely out. Now, David, David. I know you explained to me when I explained to you that up under the stage, right? You, that's where we used to stow the chairs at, the folding chairs on those long push carts. <laughs> like you said, we cannot do that anymore. That's right. Um, Why, OSHA? Uh, they, yeah, they don't want anything underneath that, that stage floor, um, just for fire. It's fire code reasons. So. Um, but what we have done is up here in this corner, this is a very large storage. Um, up in that corner um, for, for that purpose. And you'll, you'll be able to get a lot more. You know, all the schools that were built in the 50s all had that storage underneath the, the platforms. Platforms were about this high, and they all mm -hmm. had these big you know, lift-up mm -hmm. <laughs> storage. And, of course, now you can still go in there and look under it, but mm -hmm. yeah, you look under it right now, there's all kind of stuff you can see. The first um, graduating class from, <clears throat> what, 50? But we are having to we are having to lower that down in order to get the because um, we have to provide ADA access to that mm -hmm. to that platform. Mm -hmm. So what do you need from us now? You, yeah, we're we're going architecturally. We've kept, we've already moved forward. All I'm all I'm going to do now is cut the engineers loose. And um, one of the big things that I am going to have to make sure <coughs> is that we, you know, Trent mentioned. NRCS earlier, you know, they can, they can, if we can keep this thing under an acre, um, you know, so we got to, you know, we may be blowing it, you know, here and here with land disturbance, but we got to be able to keep it under an acre so we don't have to submit that, you know, through NRCS because mm -hmm. that will add two months, mm -hmm. 45 days, was it 45 days now, Trent, is the minimum? That's the first. That's the first round of it. <clears throat> David, <clears throat> actually, one question, Trent. 
You know, right next door, we got a water issue, flooding. On the back side, are we going to have any problems on that back side? On the, uh, I guess you can call it the southwest side with water. Although we got a holding pond out there. Joe, you know what I'm talking up, about? Up that? In this area here? David and I talked about that. It's probably an opportunity <clears throat> to go in there while we're doing this project. In fact, we're going to have to do something with the, with the storage of that water and, and possibly improve that storage in the back to help some of that drain. That would be great. That ditch, that the <clears throat> there, though, if you remember, mm -hmm. the ditch that carries that water on that side, it, we cleaned it when we first built the facility. It actually runs back to 84. But I think there's a yeah, uh, I'd like for us like to try a to improve that. Certain so section. It goes, it splits. Yeah, it splits. It's along the hill. Yeah. This no. I just happened to thought about that, so I don't know. Mm -hmm. And that's and that's all back in, in this It area. is. Right. It uh, is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. yeah, I remember that swale being there. Yeah. But the swale was supposed to, I think, carry that this water back this way, but then there was all this that was heading Come back up the 84. Back. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, yes, sir, we will address it. <clears throat> mm -hmm. And, you, you know, we... Um, do, do we have any plans, Mr. Chairman, Commissioner um, Stevens, to to have some kind of bronze, you know, like a plaque for Mr. Harris? A bus. Or, yeah. A bus. They, don't they have a bus for Mr. Cooper down there? They yes. do. We, right in front mm -hmm. of the alumni. Oh, and, uh, mm -hmm. what, what about the, the championship trophy? Who, who has that, the 65 team? I think the alumni. I don't know. It's in the, in the museum? Might I be. I think so. Might be. Yeah, you don't, don't quote me. Yeah. I think, I think me and Mr. Ch Mr. Chairman are supposed to get together on Yeah. Some wordings and anybody else up here who wants to participate. It's not just. But I, I mean, we, we need to um, really mm -hmm. do something. Um, yeah, do the like a trophy case. Yeah. Yeah, if mm -hmm. if they I, move it from there, right. and I know the alumni association would probably have, you know, mm -hmm. some place on that. Mm -hmm. but, you know, they want to help. Something to honor, Mr. Harris. Oh yeah, mm -hmm. they, they want to help. Some kind of way. I yeah, Mr. Chair, yeah, I'm building his name after him, but you know, we could mm -hmm. really do something real, real mm -hmm. nice in there for him. Yeah. And now we just. That's you know it doesn't have to be called the gymnasium. You know we have to think about the verbiage on. You know we can call it Samuel B. Harris Gymnasium, or we can call it Recreation, Recreation Center, Center or, or Memorial Center, or you know whatever. Mm -hmm. Just you know, mm -hmm. you call it the Samuel B. Harris um, Memorial Recreation Center and East End Comp. Just remember, each one of those letters is about seventy-five dollars. So. Yeah. <laughs> I'm up. I'm up. <laughs> About seventy-five dollars a letter. I think I like the simplicity of gymnasium. <laughs> Jim. <laughs> it looks nice. Yeah. We always call him Sam B. That's all. Right, Sam. Sam B. You don't even need Harris. When you say Sam B. Everybody. Everyone in the four letters. Hey, he's a Move forward, sir. Move forward. Yeah. Seriously, though, with uh, with like any kind of display cases and that sort of thing that we need to build into it, that's just, mm -hmm. I mean, that's easy enough to do at this point, mm -hmm. of course. I mean, that, that would be nice. But, um, mm -hmm. Mr. Chair, uh, just like you said, I, yeah. I recommend just getting with the uh, Alumni Association. Because, mm -hmm. uh, Commissioner Giller, I know uh, when, whenever my father was the president for many, many years over that, many, I know many years. you all preserved a, a lot of those trophies. So. They're somewhere. Yeah, they're in the um, alumni room. Those, room, those that they have. Right. Well, we, I think I sent out an email the last mm -hmm. time to Mr. Brown and mm -hmm. the chairman and AC. Mm -hmm. We were going to try to get together and we I don't did. know what happened. We got. He's, he was going somewhere. He said, wait till he got yeah. back, and we just never did. Just uh, try yeah. to initiate get together. Yeah. what could be on the track. Yeah. And also, Mr. Chairman, while we mentioned it, the Bay Park. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Man, is this a district one? Yeah. Uh, let's, let's help Ms. Holden. So, so you say you need the green light? Can you <laughs> make this it. whole room turn it. green? You got it. You got the green light? <laughs> what do we need? A, a motion? Some kind of motion or what? I don't think we need a... We don't need nothing, do we? No. We do. Thumbs up, man. Right. Go, for, go for it, David. Thumbs up. Right. Beautiful job. Hey, and, and David, the, the last, um, when you were here the last time, that, that other guy, he had some kind of uh, visual. <laughs> Three-dimensional. Three, three, three oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 the 3D, three, the 3D everything like that. Oh, yeah. if, when, whenever you get ready to do that for the gym, <laughs> I want to play against Justin. This actually is there. This That's is it. In that, um, in no, the, I'm, I'm talking. If you need two basketball players, that I can take Justin. <laughs> you, could, you could put me and him there virtually. I'll, I'll, I'll take you him. You can actually control it, it with an Xbox it. controller too. So yeah. Okay. We actually are. In all seriousness, we're looking at using actual people in some of our mm -hmm. renderings. Oh wow. This is this is good. I I take most right. of the hoop too. There. Oh, oh. Thank you, yeah. David. Oh, yeah. Easy. <laughs> Another good use of SPLOS funds, y'all. We can go tomorrow now if you want. For that. Right. Liberty County Historical Society, Mr. Randy Branch. Yep. Good evening. Um, and back up. And back up. <laughs> <laughs> He's quiet. He, he's quiet today. Chairman <laughs> mm -mm. Lovett and commissioners and Mr. Brown, thank you for letting us uh, be here today. Uh, first thing I was going to say, from a and this was Phil just added this to me, is thanking you for saving Liberty County history as you did at that high school and reutilizing that building. Mm -hmm. That's uh, from a historian's point of view, that is extremely important to have these structures that were part of our history to be preserved and reutilized for different needs. Mm -hmm. um, and that kind of leads right into where what I am uh, mentioning again, uh, I spoke, I don't know, a few months ago, I guess, about this project, but, but right now what we want to do um, as the executive committee of the Historical Society, we want to preserve and restore the property at 135 South Main Street. Our plan is to contract with a company called Ethos Preservation for a preservation and utilization plan for this site. Now, that plan is going to be somewhere between twenty-five and thirty thousand dollars, and that would become be funded by the historical society. Um, once that is complete, we would like to decide, with your approval and your input, on where we would go from there. Their plan basically is going to take the building, look at it structurally and tell us what would need to be done to preserve that building and bring it back up to code, basically. Um, after that, our plan would be to seek grants to bring that building up to code. And, but since the owner is Liberty County, Liberty County would have to be the grant applicant and the funds would have to be uh, ran through the through the Liberty County. The Historical Society would be the grant writer and oversee the renov renovation with reporting back to the commissioners. Again, the county would be the administrator of the fund. And what we are seeking is just a 
uh, approval that once we spend that $25,000 that the county would act as, since you are the owner of that building, act as a, you know, we would be doing the grant and be putting that together, but the county would actually be the grant applicant and the receiver of the funds. We cannot act in that behalf because we're not the owner of the building. So the county would maintain ownership of it and the improvements therein. We would utilize, uh, that's the first part, we would be utilizing the bottom floor only. And as we mentioned before, some of you have, uh, hopefully most of you have had time to go by and see the uh, Susie King Taylor exhibit mm -hmm. and the new uh, Dorchester uh, Academy exhibits that have been put together. Um, that quality that's in the Dorchester Academy would be what we're looking to, to do for a uh, countywide basis covering all aspects of our of our county's history, good, bad, everything. Not, uh, not leaving out any, any history and trying to uh, truly present the history as it was. Our, and one thing we do have coming up, uh, county was formed in 1777, as it says right here. Our 250th anniversary will be here in 2027. So we have about six years, maybe a little less than six years before that 250th anniversary. And it would be nice, I think, to, to have a facility that the history could be uh, shown, uh, utilized for lots of different uh, projects and ideas, but basically covering the whole range of, the, of our history. And that is basically our idea. So again, we're just seeking your input as to whether you would act as the grant writer after we presented the grant, grant recipient, and then distributing the funds, if that's at all possible. <laughs> all right, help me out, I was kind of on a high from David's presentation. <laughs> um, you're going to have Ethos come in and do? I would hope they'll do something like he was showing. Okay. <laughs> with a, with a uh, for the amount of money we're going to be spending. Okay. And, and <laughs> to, then to do the to do the uh, whatever you call all that the uh, the the way it would look mm -hmm. be utilized. Mm -hmm. Plus, give us what has to be done. Mm -hmm. I mean, major things are for sure. The roof <laughs> got you got water damage in the back stairwell area. Mm -hmm. It would, uh, the heating and air would have to be replaced. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know what else. Then after that process, you would apply for the grant? Correct. Once, once the feasibility is done. Okay. Okay. Would be where we would, you know, we just want to make sure before we spend that funds, because that's a significant part of what our, of what our, uh, well, what we have. Mm -hmm. uh, in fact, it's about, um, what is that, 25%? No, a little less than 25% of our entire funds to be contributed to that. We want to, want to, to know that the county would be a partner with us mm -hmm. in going forward mm -hmm. with trying to, to put together a plan to have that building converted 
um, from a vacant downtown building to a facility that could be used. All right, what's, I know Kim's here. I had just said, okay, go ahead. you were gonna spend the funds, but are they gonna do the upstairs and downstairs or just down? Um, well, we'd love to do both. Just depends upon what funds and all would be. I mean, each floor is about 3,000 square feet. Okay. So it's a good size floor. I, mm -hmm. Initially, we would not need that, that top floor. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But we would have to, uh, uh, I mean, we'd have to get it ready basically for renovation. I mean, the, uh, the stairwell, I don't know if we'd probably have to put in an elevator, would be put in, the heating and air ran through it to it um lot you know it's, it's mm -hmm. big space up there and yeah. that could be part of the project if we didn't need that space we could lease out or rent that out right. or the county could or whatever well, i think uh, it's a good start to a, uh, a building that needs to be preserved oh, yes. and you're willing to yeah what's the layout yes um what's the layout upstairs now i mean is it it's got little office cubbies when you say Phil? It's an old bank building, so it's got. We've been up there once. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's got office. Yeah, I think it. Uh, Petition. I don't really know what it was it, for, it, after the bank. It's been. I don't know. <laughs> Joey had to talk about it's it. Count, counties used it to be a county. It used to be the county extension office. Yeah, I'm going to say uh, the county right? extension. Yeah. Yeah. It, had, it has small individual mm -hmm. offices that are mm -hmm. with petitions. Mm -hmm. but, uh, That's what I remember. Most yeah. of the building has been cut up into small offices yeah. that are not load-bearing walls. They're just mm -hmm. insulated just, walls. Mm -hmm. The original structure is told to me by an 84-year-old here. It was two-story building that was 3,000 foot open on the top floor and 3,000 foot on the bottom floor. The post that went up the middle that held the second floor up, it was two <laughs> open rooms in its mm -hmm. original construction. In 42 and 49, when the bank acquired it, they poured the vaults and put in the back and divided the downstairs and the upstairs up into the cubicles. Mm -hmm. And I believe the county might have redone it some, probably. But that's the history as it was related to me of the building. So we have the potential. Once we get the assessment done, this physical structure, we may be able to turn it back into just two large rooms. Mm -hmm. I don't know. You can come, come cut it up in there however you want it. So you all would need the county act as a conduit for the grant. Yes. And I know yes. Uh, my, my, finance, my, my finance person is over here, so we have to manage that. But you, you all would do the grant writing. We just, right. we, we're the fiduciary, is that right word for it? For the, so staff, what are y'all saying? Unless y'all would just like to give us the building. No, we apply for it. Hard to answer because I mean that's a little bit down the road of what grant would be there, what kind of record keeping requirements would be. Mm -hmm. so, you know, I, it's hard to answer the time element without knowing the grant. Mr. Tamara Hayes at Coastal Resources Commission has identified several grants in the state and federal and private sector mm -hmm. this project would qualify for but mm. we've never moved forward to that because we've always run into the owner of the building has to apply mm -hmm. and we'll say this staying away from federal grants would be better <laughs> you, unless you have a project that exceeds about two million dollars because the extra requirements that come in there both in time element and cost it increases the cost of your project probably a third to uh to follow the federal requirements on the grant well, there's a lot of private 
Yeah, or, lot, there's or, a lot of others, though, that are out there that have volunteers, mm -hmm. without looking at the specific grounds. And that's, we're just saying, this is where we're going. We're going to go ahead and pay for the assessment. We're going to start the ball rolling, see what we got. And then once that's done, we'd be coming back to y'all mm -hmm. to share it. Of course, we, we would not be spending the $25,000 or so unless we were reasonably sure that the building was going to be, uh, we, we could utilize it. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to do a little hometown uh, reconnaissance before we acquire the preservation. In other words, a few people in the construction industry to come and take a look at it and give us their opinion of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's a key component to mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. All right, Randy, I'll turn it back over to Mr. Chairman. Thank you. Well, we appreciate that. I'm still waiting. I'm, uh, if <laughs> backup do for you, Randy. I'm still waiting huh? to hear about What's the backup do for you. Grant, if you're gonna, yeah, I, I guess, Mr. Chairman, if um, you know, when they, when they come back, if they, you know, got a, that presentation, if that if that could answer all of those questions, you know, from, from beginning to end, you, you know, um, you know, enjoy the concern that about the the type grant. I mean, well, no, I'm really not. Yeah, so I mean, what we can do is I can get with Randy and those and and, um, and talk with Martina, but to see what grant she's looking at, mm -hmm. look into some of the grant requirements and talk to her particularly, so we could add, we we could we could allocate staff staff hours to give you an idea. Mm -hmm. I know sometimes when you write grants, you can write in the, the administration part. Uh, some of those block grants do that. Some of these others don't do that. Yeah. And, and the administrative costs just reimburse you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Staff time, not necessarily to create staff hours. So it's. it's uh, yeah. So, so uh, Randy, just so you and Phil are very clear, we applaud the project. There's no doubt about that. And thank you for also being preservation manager to save that old building that's been sitting there how many years? A lot of years. A long time, you know, empty. Uh, but, you know, we're our, our finance uh, offices. It's, it's, it's not the biggest office in town. I understand and that. <laughs> they're, they're managing some other things now that are a little bit laborious, so we're trying to ensure that we don't overtax them with the... Uh, understand. But, but if you'll get with well, Joey and just kind of let them know more about what, we, what it would entail. Okay. And then maybe we have to get with Kelly and find some other creative way... Uh, we'll look at the grants. Let's, work let's look at the grant. I mean, Kim and I can look at it with, yeah. with these guys and... And yeah. determine what's involved in it, and be glad. Yeah. I, I think we could work it out. Yeah, seems like we can work something out. Because if, if if we don't, I mean, what what, what, what else are we gonna do with that building? What are we gonna do with the building? We we we've so been one out here, and we we're right. gonna meet, and then we're gonna come back, because we don't want to let ethos start until we get probably a little further along. Is that correct? How you? Sure. I mean, we, yeah. uh, there's no reason we can't bargain anything. That I hope mm -hmm. doesn't happen. That we can't mm -hmm. get together and be able to come back in, by your next meeting, sir. Okay. Then two, three okay. weeks. Okay. Okay. Now, um, sounds good. One particular grant had the stipulation that you had to be the owner. Just that. I th well, from what I understand, I think any grant really okay is not going to give us money to renovate. Almost seems like legalese could take Dude, care. Of I that. don't believe any grant's going to give us the money to renovate a building that's not ours. Yeah. It's like a bank. Loaning your money to mm -hmm. renovate your house, exactly, <laughs> and I'm and, and I'm it's my you. loan yeah, or I'm my money. We're well, not going to uh, to do that. This isn't the first time that that we've had to do this, right? Yeah, this we have. I mean, we're we're, we're doing it leasing. right now with leasing, the, uh, but not only we're, we're leasing with the Head Start, correct? Uh, 
similar. Similar. We've done we've done something closer with what we do on our leases, what mm -hmm. their lease, mm -hmm. and, and improvements yes. over there. But I, I think the main thing is, without bogging down too much, is that the, the main reason that the county would act as a conduit is because they're state grants, state or federal grants, and they can't go to private agencies mm -hmm. or nonprofits. Mm -hmm. They got to be a pass through of a local government entity mm -hmm. uh, for those. The private grants probably are different. But the but the, definitely the local government or the government grants are going to have to come through a mm -hmm. government agency mm -hmm. most of the time, 99% of the time. Okay. But we'll, we, got, we can look at it. Okay. All right. No problem. Just a quick uh, suggestion as well. Uh, yes, sir. Uh, I'm over here. Hey. Who's talking? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, CD lips moving. Yeah, I, I know. I know. Yeah, that was a real weird moment right there. But, <laughs> but uh, you, you know, I've, I've had an opportunity to go to like different museums as well. And what you were saying about you all only uh, utilizing the bottom floor, mm -hmm. I noticed, you know, they have a lot of events. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you could use that as an event space upstairs too. Absolutely. That, that I've, I've been be to some of the coolest of, events yeah, at a museum your, ever. Your grants do not provide operating income. Right. They're only going to be capital improvements, mm -hmm. basically. So you would, you know, that would be a source of, of funding to to have a person there. Mm -hmm. well, you know, you'd have to, you know, you, you can get people to volunteer, but mm -hmm. but that only goes so far. Absolutely. I'm keeping it. Yeah. If you can just, Randy, if you guys can just email me sure. those grant sites. Okay. I know you, I feel like you've got links to them. Yep. And then that'll get, we can we can do that research, and then we'll touch base. Okay. okay. All right. Sounds good. Thank All you. Right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Randy. See you guys. Mm -hmm. Okay. Proposal MSW consultant was Mr. John Culbertson. Let's see if John, are you on the phone? The the link actually the link actually dropped. And so we have paperwork. Is that the solid waste? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Hey John, this is Joey Brown. You're you're live in the in the county commission meeting. I apologize that that conference link dropped, and we tried to get it back up. So uh, you are here, and they have their your they have the attachment A, the scope of work, uh, in front of them. Well, super. Um, and uh, am I coming through okay? I hear you loud and clear. I think so. Yes, he is. Mm -hmm. Super. And, and if you, John, maybe uh, just without you know detailing necessarily the scope of work, but if you can give some background on, on what your proposal involves, of course, as the commissioner remembers, this is a follow-up to a discussion about getting a proposal to possibly expand uh, polycarp service into the unincorporated area. So. Um, well, thank you. I would be happy to do that. Um, I'll go try to start pretty briefly and uh, leave it to the commissioners to drill down as they see fit. Um, this is uh, just a quick introduction. Uh, John Culbertson, I'm a principal with MSW Consultants. Uh, we are a, uh, a national management consulting company that specializes in the municipal waste and recycling industry. So we work with um, cities and counties and solid waste authorities across the country uh, to help them <clears throat> evaluate and optimize the services they provide their residents. Uh, it's been kind of an interesting ride here the last few years. There have been some real challenges uh, in the recycling industry, um, uh, 
you know, certainly continued advances in some of the collection technologies. Um, but in any case, um, uh, we understood from our discussions uh, with Mr. Brown and other staff uh, that there may be some interest because of the, you know, continued influx of new residents into the county that are interested in, in possibly having um, more of a higher level of service uh, and receiving a curbside collection. Um, and there was an understanding of uh, helping the county think through in very clear, quantitative, defensible uh, terms what it might look like were the county to become uh, a direct provider of a curbside polycard service on a broader basis across the county. And so um, I'll just say that um, our firm uh, has some uh, very robust collection system modeling capabilities. Um, we've got a, a real good way to look at a service territory uh, and try to understand uh, and project uh, what the operating resources, routes, staffing, capital costs, uh, and you know, uh, staffing, uh, all the components of a collection system. And uh, I do want to mention, uh, we have, uh, you know, had the pleasure of, of working with the county in the past, so we do have a, a baseline understanding of the current convenience center system. And I think the real important part of looking at Polycart throughout Liberty County would be not just what does that Polycart system look like, um, but as is also included in our scope, what is an orderly and thoughtful way <clears throat> to begin scaling back some of the convenience centers and transitioning um, the collection of, of waste and bulky materials, um, you know, from the convenience centers to more of a curbside service. And so in that regard, um, we've put together what I would call uh, an approach that's going to provide very clear and very definitive information for you as decision makers and potentially for your residential customers um, just to be able to compare and contrast the current service levels they get and essentially the, the current you know, cost of those service levels with the convenience center system and how uh, over time that system might migrate to curbside polycart. And, and actually we also have some uh, scenarios that would move um, a kind of a lower level baseline bulky waste curbside collection because you, you all know not everything fits in a polycart. Uh, and so uh, essentially um, the scope before you was intended to be quite, uh, you know, quite comprehensive, really making sure we don't, we leave no stone unturned and are able to answer the questions that are liable to come up. Um, but, uh, you know, that said, we are here to serve at your pleasure and at the pleasure of Mr. Brown and the Solid Waste Authority. And uh, um, with that said, I, I feel like I should stop talking and would be happy to answer any questions or explore uh, any thoughts or concerns you may have. One other thing, just I guess for the commission, I mentioned to John today when we were talking about setting up this call, was that I know several of y'all have been approached, and we've we've been approached, in fact, about the possibility of considering uh, a contract with a municipality uh, to provide service to them. And so I mentioned that to John, and and uh, without specific naming the municipality, uh, certainly that could be incorporated in here. A very easy part of that. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, and, and, and that, I think I think with that, with that, I appreciate that mention. Um, I will offer just a couple of thoughts um, for the commissioners about um, getting into a uh, more direct curbside service. Mm -hmm. uh, the waste collection business is a business that the efficiency improves as the scale gets larger. Mm -hmm. So um, certainly, uh, if there are cities that might be interested in receiving a county-provided service. 
that would presumably have a beneficial impact uh, on the unit cost. So I think that's something to, 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 uh, to note. I think another comment I would make, and, and you know, we believe in trying to give very clear-eyed uh, thoughts on uh, taking on a collection business. And, um, you know, the county uh, has done, I think, an excellent job maintaining its equipment, maintaining its facilities, and has, I think, demonstrated the aptitude to be operationally proficient. Um, you know, that, that's certainly a big decision if a county is going to get into greater collection. You know, be able to maintain a solid waste collection fleet, um, you know, being able to uh, accrue the capital that you need to replace collection trucks on a routine basis because you don't want them to get too old because then you're not able to provide the service. And I think I think a comment I would have is Liberty County has, you know, has a, a definite platform to be successful going this route. And, and I have to tell you, we, we do work in enough parts of the country and with enough uh, different uh, uh, cities and counties that that's not always the case. So, um, you know, to some degree... Um, if I may opine for a moment, um, the, the benefits of the county taking on the service um, have to do with um, better and higher control to your customers, um, um, probably with um, having the ability to pilot test uh, additional services in the future and, and meet evolving customer needs as the county population grows. Certainly, there's a little bit of risk uh, you know, coming coming into it, but again, um, you know, we feel like uh, um, we're you know very well suited to come back to you with um, you know clear guidance. Um, uh, we really enjoy working with staff at the county. Again, a good good group of folks that really help us out in assembling the information we need. Uh, and so, again, I think our our objective is to give you very sound decision support uh, in looking at at something like taking on polycart service. Mr. Chairman, I had a question for, for Ms. John on the um, the proposal on the budget. Does that that includes all tasks under the scope of work? Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, John. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I'm yeah. sorry, I didn't know whether you could hear it. Yeah, I'm sorry, I didn't know whether you did you were you able to hear it. Um, I, I believe the question involved the budget. So, so the budget that we provided is all inclusive for the full tasks, um, both labor and expenses. Uh, so we, we have built all that in. Um, you know, and, and I think the other the other comment I would make is you know we've tried to um, link the budget to the series of tasks and thought processes that we need, <clears throat> uh, so that we're able to answer the questions we have. But yes, that budget is all inclusive. So that would be for the rest of the unincorporated area to have curbside service and keep so, the, uh, yes, so, um, so I think more specifically, um, the budget that we submitted, we would, uh, that would enable us to come back to you with um, actually several different scenarios um, that would <clears throat> compare the current system, you know, your status quo system, um, the resources and costs of your current system, uh, it would enable us to then compare that to um, being able to offer a polycart throughout the county unincorporated area, and potentially to um, if another city is interested, that would be actually that would actually dovetail in very nicely under our current budget. So that would that would be in there, and uh, and it would also let us provide several alternatives for how bulky waste might be collected between the convenience centers. 
uh, and also a curbside bulk service because, you know, to some degree, this all speaks to migrating away from a system of um, using convenience centers to provide collection service to residential households to more of a curbside-centered service. So, so, so I think, and John, I, um, I, and I apologize that you're not able to hear as good as, as maybe we could there. I think there was, you know, the discussion about whether the convenience center should be maintained. So let me try to help there a little bit. I think what he would show is 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 no, not to not to shut down the convenience centers immediately. I mean, those are some of the discussions that we had one time, if you remember, about how do you want to use the convenience centers. Obviously, the household waste goes away. Do you want to still require residents exactly. uh, at the end of the day to? go in, recycle, take their bulk waste there. So then they become bulk and recycling stations, mm -hmm. and dry trash stations. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, as we talk about migrating eventually away from those, I don't know that we'll ever see that, but in a time where the county is so congested that, you, that you're doing curbside collection of everything, dry trash, bulks, you know, whatever. But I think that's sometime down the road. I'd think right. that, that you'd come back and say, what is it we're gonna migrate a little bit away from? Mm -hmm. First gonna be the household trash. Yeah, and then and then have a plan over some period of time, right. you know how that how that gets rolled out. Yeah, that, that was well stated, Joey. Thank you for for that. And also, the, Mr. Brown, this would include um, the current folks in, or citizens in an incorporated area who currently have a pickup from a private sector. So as that you we would, this would be countywide. Yes, ma'am. So his analysis is going to be a countywide look, regardless mm -hmm. of whether they've got service or not. And then, and then the um, who, who has service demand? We've got those files anyway because mm -hmm. we have to roll those yep. in each year to do offsets with for the billings. And so we'll take that. We discussed that on a conference call with with the staff. We, we, we'll basically take those and roll those into something too. And, and there, you know, as you recall, when we discussed it many, many years ago now, uh, those, are, those are a consideration. Those are private enterprise that's pretty heavy in those mm -hmm. areas. Mm -hmm. And so I don't, I don't know that we'd look at a split type system, but you could to say, okay, we're not going to service the sectors they service, or we are going to service those sectors, and, and whether you use us or not, there's going to be a minimal charge for those services, uh, mm -hmm. which might involve some... Um, although maybe not legally required, certainly consideration for buying those service areas or buying those customers on a one-time basis. And there's some, some actually some federal stuff that goes into that with okay. being able to do service and stuff like that. But, uh, Mr. Brown, with a municipality wanting to engage in a contract would the contract be with the county or would it be with this it would be well i mean you got a perfect example out there you got a contract right now with flemington we do their curbside collection and uh and bulk collection in fact on, on the side there so it, it would it'd be it'd be with the city directly uh commissioner stevens and the commission okay let's say and i heard what you said earlier about the mole the more the the uh, the heavier the scales is, the better it is. That's right. mm -hmm. So let's say this municipality contracts up, and then all of a sudden, four years from now, two years from now, they back out. What effect would that have on the contract that we have? 
It depends on how much is developed since that time in that service area, right? So it's almost like having a dead run on a dump truck. Mm -hmm. that you you know you want to put the most dirt in it you got and by the way on the way back if you can yeah. pick up a load to carry and drop back off that's good so 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 the service demand is is staying busy all the time okay in, in those routes and so if you had enough development around that municipality that your uh efficiency gained even without it then there'd be no law it's, it's hard, really right. hard to say okay uh without knowing exactly how many customers you're bringing on and what's going to happen in those future years around that same area that might still be efficient, so there might not be a tremendous loss. Now, last question. I think that let's say time is a, time is of the essence on this issue. What? <laughs> yes, sir. With, how with, can we with, with the city issue? Yeah. Yeah, my understanding is, and I think that in some conversations that may have had there, that they were made aware of the study that might go on. Um, now, I mean, if, if the, certainly if the commission wanted to, we could engage just like we did for Flemington. We could engage a separate analysis of what it would take to service that particular city if they so wanted us to. The commission could, you know, entertain doing that. Uh, it's just, you know, however you all want to do that. We, we, I think we all know that in order to get into, we're almost to the point now, Commissioner Walter brought this up earlier, and Commissioner Gator certainly understands all of this, but. Uh, we're almost in a point now where we need to buy some additional equipment anyway. If we go into that city or any city, really, to take on another city to do curbside, we're mm -hmm. going to have to buy some more equipment. And so, you know, I think we, we could do an analysis strictly of that city if we wanted to do that. Okay. And it's purchasing or, or leasing. Are, are we we're going to look at both of those options? Well, for us, it's a lease to part, lease to own. Okay. Pretty much is what it is. I mean, yeah. Which I think I think it uh, at the end of the day it's smart to keep your assets, so that you know future it, yeah. The the city in question is is time of the essence or or there's what was that, Mr. Chairman? My understanding is they're fixing they're they're coming up on renewal and mm -hmm. they have the option obviously to just do a short renewal okay. while we do this study too. Okay. That's the other option for them. Okay. Well, that, will, that will probably be their best. Just do the short renewal. Mm -hmm. It gives us time. And give to us look. time. Give I us time so. to look at it like we want to. Yes, yeah, sir. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so what do you need? You from take us, care Mr. of that, Brown? right, Mr. Yeah. Brown? Yeah. <laughs> what do you need from us? We we just need to know if the commission wants to go ahead and move forward with engaging uh, MSW to do this to do this review and 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 if we want to try to go ahead and include that particular city. My one question I got. How much is this review going to cost us? Well, this right here, it's uh, forty-six nine, okay. forty-six thousand nine hundred dollars mm -hmm. countywide. Which, which, you know, according to uh, Mr. Culbertson uh, a minute ago, he, he could he could also roll that in into the to, into the city into that portion. So, Joey, did not this is for the the unincorporated area of Liberty County from one end to the other. Yes, we'll be from one end to the other. The, the whole county. Anything outside and, of And our, the current city that we serve is, that's. Well, that, you know, that's just been analyzed. Of course, when he goes in to analyze the whole county, he'll be re-looking at those numbers because obviously there's more customers. And then, so as we consider what to do there, it's a little bit of a domino effect mm -hmm. to the better uh, that would happen to re-look at what happens with that customer base too. And really, the growth in that customer base because it continues to grow mm -hmm. too mm -hmm. okay. down there. But yes, sir. 
I would say we move forward. I would say so too. Yeah, where, where's John? Where, where are you today? Uh, you know, we we like I like for people to be standing in front of me when I'm talking to him. <laughs> where, where is John? <laughs> I have to confess of uh, getting my wires crossed. I actually had every intention uh, of being there. Um, it turns out um, I'm, I'm uh, not even at my home office. I, I had some long planned travel uh, and it just out of all town uh, today from my uh, parents' house uh, in Maryland. First time I've seen my uh, family with COVID in two years. So I had, had that scheduled for a while and wasn't able to make it. Um, that said, we're located in Orlando, Florida. Um, we would uh, expect to be able to speak to you face-to-face -face and, and, frankly, also to uh, have our operations folks have the opportunity to, uh, you know, observe uh, the, the terrain, the topography, uh, the setouts, you know, just basically have a great operational understanding of you. This, this, certainly this industry is not one you could just do sitting at your desk. Yeah. Okay. Appreciate it. So uh, you need a consensus, sir? Yeah, I mean, if, if you want to, or, or actually a motion, to motion, accept the contract with MSW as presented. Okay. Yes, Mr. Chairman, I would make that motion that we enter into a contract. Second. Motion to second we enter into a contract with MSW Consultants. Any discussion? I think he did a good job of explaining. He made us feel comfortable. Any other discussion? Is, is, that, is that cost negotiable? <laughs> it will be recouped. You get yeah, to be like I, I, Mr. Brown now. Hey, I'm, I'm. Don't ever sit at the table with me to negotiate. <laughs> I promise you. So John's live on Facebook. I, 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 I mean, I would, John. The, you know, the question, if you couldn't hear it, maybe he passed out. But the question was, <laughs> what size the cost negotiable? I, so absolutely, we yeah, can. So, we can so first of all, that's a totally fair question. I, I, I have no problem. Uh, I think it's a fair question. I'm happy to answer it. Um, the the couple of things um, that I would say that could uh, change the cost have to do with uh, the level of project reporting. I think we have built in a formal written report for this. I have some clients that say, you know, we don't need your fancy written consultant report. We'll just take a PowerPoint executive summary slide deck as our final report. And so there's a little bit of opportunity. Uh, and I'm assuming you're asking me to reduce the budget and not increase it. So I'm going to go with that. <laughs> yeah, this, this is uh, Commissioner uh, uh, Fraser. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of frugal, man. I'm going to be honest with you. I think we have, um, I also think we built in some um, travel to come and talk to you um, and present in person. So we do have some travel costs. We can scratch that. That have actually said, hey, we don't want you yeah, to, person, well, we want to be online <laughs> for a variety of reasons. And so, I mean, again, those are things that we'd be yeah. happy to revisit. And, and I also yeah. want to confirm what Mr. Brown said uh, for the budget we have, um, as long as we know going in uh, which city is, is contemplating, uh, you know, participating in a county program, we would be able to do that within the budget proposed because then we could build in those assumptions as we're building the model. Mm -hmm. I think what I'd like to ask is, you know, don't add that on, you know, 50% of the projects, and we have to go back and kind of redo the model that we've already started. But I think if we can confirm that going in, we would be able to accommodate that for the budget. Mm -hmm. Okay, good. Oh, and, and also I could tell you, uh, I see on uh, task one, you were talking about the topography. We're on coastal Georgia, it's flat. <laughs> real, real flat, everything's flat. Okay. Yeah, I, I think, I, think uh, um, I guess a couple other things I would mention about the budget. Um, we, we actually intend to do this work in a way that's going to track the cost down to the per household level for the different customer bases. So there, there is, 
yeah, there, there is a little bit of, uh, of nuance to that. Uh, and, you know, we do have built in the system observations. And, and frankly, there's a, there's a level of collaboration with staff. Um, I think we want to avoid being that consultant that thinks they know what's going on and comes in and, you know, says, oh, you should do this, this, and this. The reality is, um, you know, we need to capitalize on the good relationships we have with staff and work through with them uh, how this transition might happen uh, to Polycart and then what is a good, responsible, achievable plan to scale away from the convenience centers in a way that's not going to disrupt your customer base and it's not going to have everybody having a rate shock. I mean, there are, there are a lot of considerations that we want to make sure, you know, we're giving good guidance. We've had that collaborative opportunity with staff to come back to you with just a really good solution. All right. We let you and Mr. Brown work that out. With, uh, the Commissioner Frazier's uh, concerns duly noted. <laughs> we just need to... All in favor? Aye. Super. <laughs> poll. All right. Thank you. Thank you, John. Thank you, John, very much for being with us. Thank you. Oh, my pleasure. I'm, I'm glad you're able to catch me, and thank you so much. Mm -hmm. Have a good night, everybody. Okay. Mm -hmm. Bye-bye. Okay. Seriously, though, John need to be here for um, at least one. So, yeah, somebody. I mean, that, that was a lot of, lot of hit and miss um, for, you know, for us to um, take a vote on that. Uh, that's just my vote. Mm -hmm. All right. I'll take the proposal Libby County Health Department. Yes, sir. Um, I did a memo up there for you. We had a review committee that, well, let me back up. As you're aware, we took proposals for architectural services for firms uh, to provide those services to the health, for the new health department. Uh, those services are going to be paid by budgetary funds that have been saved by Coastal Health District, which is great. Yep. And so we wanted to go ahead and get that on board, um, try to get something designed in a format that, that would give, especially the ARPA committee, some idea of maybe what was needed to, you know, achieve for a set-aside if, if, it, if it deemed proper for the health department. That being said, um, we had nine firms. That, uh, that submitted proposals, committee scored them down, did final interviews with three. Got the memo there, I won't read it to you. Basically, the committee is, uh, came down to two, which we feel were very well qualified. Uh, based on past performance uh, and satisfactory performance with James Buckley, uh, the committee's recommendation was that the commission consider award the services to James Buckley to go ahead and start on that project. All right, that's the committee's recommendation. Yes, sir. Uh, Can you entertain a motion? I'll make the motion. Yeah. Right. Entertain a motion. A, yes, sir. Mr. Chairman, I make a motion that we move forward with uh, Buckley for the art, architectural services for the health <coughs> department. A second. A motion and second. We move forward with James W. Buckley with Mr. David Holton representing tonight. So. In person. How is our working relationship with, with Buckley? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can, we'll work on that. We, we, we can work on that part. <laughs> hey, right. he, he's, he still need to get some virtual. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> some virtual stuff now. You might want to talk to those uh, historians that were here earlier. Hey, hey, but, but at least he's here. He's here. He's here. He's here, he's here. He's here to get his check in person. All, all in favor. <laughs> uh, we'll move forward. Good to work with you guys again, sir. Mm -hmm. Look forward to... Uh, this, this lady right here, oh, that's the one you got to please. <laughs> you know, look forward to a great project. Yes, great project. sir. Thank you, David. The, the art of negotiating. Okay. <laughs>
All right. State Fiscal Recovery Fund grant application. Yes, sir. Mr. Chair, we, we have kind of pretty much covered that with the water system discussion. So mm -hmm. as long as we can decide, you know, what to include in that application. Uh, the other part I'll tell you is that uh, Mr. Long is finalizing some numbers for possibility of, of another inclusion for a separate pot of money uh, related to that industrial mm -hmm. uh interstate road project but that i think we've pretty much covered as long as we can make a decision about application on the water that's the main thing for next time okay at our next meeting yes sir all right you'll be ready i could possibly request work source coastal here's a there's a copy uh actually from miss daisy jones executive director as you know you're leasing out a building to the reentry coalition uh over there across from jones oh, Austin jones and uh the again the email kind of speaks for itself you're aware that the work source coastal building was burned uh, suffered some damage not too long ago they haven't been able to get that up and running and so I wasn't really aware these folks are been, been kind of moving around the community trying to find a place to interview people and and uh, and continue the work source so I, uh, they've just requested that because they do lease from us they want to have a third-party occupant in there Mm -hmm. uh, wanted to see what the commission's pleasure on that is. Don't don't really see a problem legally with that. We would probably modify their lease just to recognize that, mm -hmm. to you know indemnify us, get anything that might happen for folks that come in to see them. And I'd get with Mr. Davis on that. But if that's the board's desire, then I'll be glad to get with him and work that out with Miss Jones. Is there space enough in it? According to them, there is. Yes, sir. Now the coastal source, weren't they paying rent previously? They were paying rent over there. So and, are they going to uh, pay rent to us? Oh, well, that, that hadn't been anticipated <laughs> here, but certainly I would wouldn't. think that they could yeah, I'm not have sure funds. That. They were paying rent previously. Be, be glad to be glad to. Um, I don't have a problem with them, you know, in sure, the sure, space, be, but be if they could pay rent. And, you know, uh, I'm sure come up with some square footage there that would be allocated to them. And, mm -hmm. and we'll come back with some formula yeah, for yeah. you. Sure. Be glad to check into that. Something, something we all can. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Be glad to check into it. Yeah. All right. Do you need, okay. a motion I mean, that, need a motion on that? I mean, there's parking concerns and everything. Well, I know it's just right around the corner from sure, the other one. No. So. I think there's, uh, I think there's plenty of parking daily over there. Okay. In, in that side lot that can mm -hmm. accommodate. I don't think that would be an issue. Behind the jury store too. Yeah. Yes, sir. So if you allow me to, what I'll do is go ahead and move forward, talk to Miss Jones about these, and talk to WorkSource Georgia folks with that too, and um, and be prepared to come back with. Okay. Uh, you know the findings and, and an amended lease okay. if you so desire all right okay but that mr chairman before we move mm -hmm. on with that being said with the with mace moving out of this building over here is that something that we might could put them in there permanently well we do i tell you <laughs> uh, permanent i know this would well and, and you certainly can certainly can yeah there had been uh or, right now you've got uh fire that's located continues to be located in the ema building over there uh, okay. Maybe maybe we can give some thought to moving some of them over there so okay. that I could get the GIS person kind of out of the closet in the back. And gotcha. No problem. That would be okay. But that's certainly, I mean, it's. That could be something that we do in thought, I thought that was his office back there. <laughs> well, no, he's not. Yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's fine where he is. <laughs> some of his workers. Are, Getting kind of crowded, right? It is. <laughs> okay. okay. Uh, I'll follow up on that. Subdivision so infrastructure approval process. Commissioner Stevens, it says he brought Commissioner uh, Marion right. Stevens. Right. Mr. Long, could you come to the mic? <laughs> if you would. Now, 
reason why I asked for this to be back, and I'm, I don't know if any other commissioners up here have subdivisions within their district that's not deeded over to the county. Am I saying it right, Mr. Long? Yes, there are at least two in your area that are not deeded over to Liberty County. I got six. Six? Uh, so, got, that may be correct. There's no, a lot I'm of them. Saying, I, now, I could be wrong, so yeah. anybody can correct me. Uh, one of them is Angler Edge. That's correct. That's one. I wasn't counting that one. Hunters Ridge. That's actually deeded to the city, but they hadn't added added it to their intergovernmental agreement. Yeah, at those, yeah, those are inside the okay. city limits. Just yep. midways, okay. Acadia Subdivision. Acadia Subdivision, that's correct. It's not. Okay. Cross Creek. Cross Creek is not. The Trails. Trails is not. And, um... Hampton Ridge, the one across the Ridge. And Walthyville? That's Walthyville. That's Walthyville. across from Baker and Church over there? Mm -hmm. Yep. That's in the city of Walthyville. That's in the city of Walthyville. And okay. they've got it, but they hadn't added it to their intergovernmental agreement. What, what's the name of the one marrying down there by the big flag on Leroy Colfer? What, what? That's, that's, that's Habersham. 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 Yeah. 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 And, and the reason why. Because I know Chairman knows about it, Mr. Brown. Like the trails, we've talked about the trails for a long time. And there's another one across from the fire station in Colonel Lawler. Fire station, Colonel. Oh yeah, yeah. I can't remember That's the name the of Half it. Moon. Huh? <clears throat> moon or uh, what's the name of the road? Oh, I said. What I'm getting at, yeah. there's still about six subdivisions that's in my district, and like I said, I don't know of any others in any other commissioners. This is something that we need to look at as a full board. What can we do to go back and help these people? Because these people pay taxes. And we know how the trail subdivision is. Mm -hmm. and people are still steady building in the trails, and they've gone back to building in Angler's Edge. It's going to be built out shortly. So, Mr. Long, could you explain the process? I'm not trying to put you on this. No, no, from no. The, no from, uh, the, that's, that's, that's from the time someone submit a permit to build a subdivision, right. how is the tracking done from there? So, what happens is um, they'll come get your construction plans, preliminary plat, all that approved. They'll go out and they'll build the infrastructure. Mm -hmm. And then they'll get it all inspected and they come back and they file a final plat. And the final plat dedicates the roads for ingress and egress only. It doesn't accept them over for maintenance. You have to post a warranty bond for the work. And then what should be happening at the end is they should come to you at the end of their warranty period um, and request that the roads be accepted for maintenance. This is where a lot of the disconnect happens. Most everywhere else, the assumption of maintenance occurs at the end of the warranty period. Hinesville occurs that way. Walterville pretty much occurs that way. Most cities and counties around us have that. Um, we require the extra step to um, 
request that our roads be taken over for maintenance. And a lot of times that doesn't occur. And for instance, like Cross Creek, that didn't occur. And then when it did try to occur, the developer was dead. There was no money to bring it up to speed to get it adopted. And then it just, it continues to fall apart because nobody's been pulling any maintenance on it whatsoever for 25 years. So same, you know, and there are some caveats to almost every subject, but we do have the process that requires that that developer request that the road be accepted for maintenance. We don't go out and solicit them to request that it be turned over to the county for maintenance. So hold on, just, just a minute. So is, is, is that possibly right there where the breakdown is at because you don't, That's where the breakdown we, don't we don't go out and solicit that the county takes well, the, it over? And our bond does automatically renew, so the renewal of the bond should be prompting them to do it. Should I think it's a combination too of, of releasing the bond and not requiring them to do it. The other thing has happened over time with some of these you mentioned, as you're aware, is uh, developers will come before the board and say, I, I don't want to pay. This is a private subdivision, it's non gated, but I'm never going to turn these roads over to the county. And then so the paving requirement, then that's been some time back, got waived. A uh, decision was made when, when, this, I, I when know, the subdivision was approved by I the board. I don't have listed. Yeah, it was it was waived, and yeah. and so then down the road, which is where we are with those, that's a problem. So, well, what about the ones that I'm just going to say uh, the trails? That was one that was never going to be public. That was one that when it was presented to the board back, gosh, whenever it was, uh, that, that was going to be a private subdivision. And it was never intended for Fertile County to have to maintain those roads. And so uh, they were granted a waiver uh, at the time of, of plat submission of this board. The board waived the requirement to pave those roads in there or to have them public. Just, just a quick question, but uh, we're not we're not waiving anymore, are we? Well, you've had some come not recently, but you, you there, there's nothing that precludes a developer from coming to you and saying, I don't desire these to be public use roads. I desire these to be private roads. And that is something they would have to get a special exemption from the board for. Well, if right, Trent. Do we have to, to piggyback on what uh, Mr. Brown is telling you? They are required, and it does, there is some language now in our ordinance that says, even if you are going to be a private subdivision, you have to build up to yeah we, we got a standard I, right that's right. what I, I was yeah, yeah got a standard but of course the problem that happens is the standards there they get older they're and not then, maintained by the property owners association or whoever was going to maintain those roads and they deteriorate and that's and, and that's what happened right so so I, I guess we might need to get with, with Kelly and and add some more verbiage with that if if, if they're saying that okay uh, they're going to keep it private but we're telling them even that to keep it private, they still have to maintain a certain requirements. Then if they waive that, they can't come back to us. But the issue is with that is the change of ownerships. That's right. That's you right. see what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so in other words, we shouldn't even give them that, that choice because, again, it might not be us up here, mm -hmm. but it's going to be some other commissioners and a whole room of angry 
people saying the same thing. We pay taxes. So, I mean, can, can we do that? I don't disagree. I think, I think the only thing to think about, what Bob guns down to Mason and I, I think the only thing to think about is uh, just off the cuff, if, if you had a subdivision that was developed that was going to be free access, i.e. Right. non-gated, non-secured, then that's one that you'd probably say, nope, those need to be public roads. Yeah. I agree. If you're going to provide gated? us, yeah, if you're going right. to provide us with a tip, because it's very possible that in the coming years, you're going to have some pretty nice gated communities, mm -hmm. and those people are going to buy those because they don't want the public in there. And, and that's fine, because the ones behind that gate, they could afford to fix that road. That's right. You, you know, I mean, because honestly, that's, that's, that's why they have a gated community. So when they do have those type of issues, their HOA or whatnot, they get together and fund that. Right. But for the ones that are non-gated from here on out, mm -hmm. it's not just the requirements and we say, okay, we waive. No, it, it needs to come to us because like I said, it might not be us up here, but it's gonna be the same issue. Yeah, yeah, and those are required. Yeah, they are right now. Uh, required to come to the board. There's, that's nothing that a staff can waive. That's nothing that a planning commission can waive. Right. Uh, the board of commissioners in acceptance of, of that plat would say, okay, they're gonna have to be public. And then again, uh, you know, the only way the county can officially accept a road is by a vote and a second, which generally happens after it's been inspected and improved. And then <coughs> now we go ahead and accept the roads, right? So right. You, you will have a couple of shots at that, yes sir. Okay. So, Joey, even if it's if it is gated, um, who who does the the inspections? Do do we do that? We would still. Mm -hmm. Right now, that falls under uh, the building and licensing's office. Mm -hmm. Well, but the roadways. You're talking yeah, about the roadways. When it comes time yeah. to yeah. the roadways, yeah. for maintenance. Right. Mm -hmm. So we we we're involved, but we, we'll never own it because it's it's private. If 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 the board approves it to be it. private, to be private. I don't know of any gated right now. Yeah, they're coming. Bluff Creek. Yeah, Bluff Creek is. Mr. What gated community? Yeah, Bluff Creek. Gated. Bluff Creek. Hmm? Which one? It's some Bluff Creek. Mm. On the coast. Gated. It's some down there on the coast. That's on the gated community we've got right now. Gated communities. Yeah, there's only there's one at Bluff Creek, and the other one, the only other I'm aware of is gated down there. It's not really a subdivision. Well, Hampton it's, it's, Island. There's none down there. But it's mm -mm. no. Okay, I don't know, but they're coming. They may have had a gate up, and that's another thing. It, some of them had a gate <laughs> up, but now, like like the Mr. Good say, now the gate is wide open. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. What what without getting too too much in the, in, the, in the weeds, Mr. Chair. So the, the list of uh, subdivisions that uh, Commissioner Stevens was talking about that haven't been deeded over to us, correct? Are are they are they up to par standard? No. So none of them are. Now my recommendation on those, and I know we've kicked it around for several years. As a matter of fact, yeah. is to, that, is to, is to if you if, if, you know it, it will involve a, a sizable capital investment um, that, that is. An investment, but I, th I think we need to get a handle on what that investment is to bring back to you. Uh, let Mr. Long look at what that engineering is. And in some of those cases, and the trails is one, you go in there and you could dump a bunch of rock in there and you could take it over and it's going to be a maintenance nightmare for you. I think you need to look at permanent and temporary. And you need to be able to gauge each one of those communities and say, 
where have we got to get to, and is there anything we can do in the interim to help these people out that's not going to really just overburden the road department and not work? So, I mean, if, if you could allow Trent and I to look at those subdivisions, that's, that would give the board, I think, what it really needs, and, uh, and then we can look at funding some of that, look at where the funding can come from. And, and like I say, hear me out, the commissioner, I'm not just looking at district yeah, one. I don't know the if whole, they need the whole county. No, you know. I don't. I don't think there are no other ones. <laughs> I don't know of any other than the ones that that you just named. I, I yeah. Mean, yeah. I think the ones you named are the main ones mm -hmm. in the whole county. Progressive subdivisions. They're different. So we, the county maintains the ones. Mr. Jones, you, know, you don't have any in your district. You don't. I don't have any in mine. We, 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 do, we do things different Darren, in were the you city. the commissioner back then? Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my bad. <laughs> but, All right, y'all. Who was before you? Right. Well, I'll be glad to look at that. You know, it's pretty interesting. The only gated community I know that really works right now is in the city of Hinesville, and that's back in there in the back of Hacks Pasture. That's one of those. Mm, right, you know, right, right. A different area that was built, and it's it's, well, yeah, it's, it's one. But, but still, still. In there. Beyond all those houses that were built down Fraser, you know, on down in Hacksbury. It's a, a little something over there um, by uh, Wallace Martin School, a, like a apartment complex back there that's got. Yeah, that's that, an that's apartment complex. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah, that's totally owned by somebody. All right, so you go. You guys gonna bring it back? I still think some of these, the trails. I'm I'm sorry to keep talking about that, but. Every time I think about that subdivision, man, man, my heart hurts for, mm -hmm. for the individuals out there. Mm -hmm. And, sure. you know, we, we've talked about that for many years. Uh, <clears throat> Commissioner Jones, you weren't up here yet. You, you, you missed <laughs> you it. You need to ride in there. Yeah, you need to ride in. Just, just take a ride in there. And, and it doesn't matter if you live in a $50,000 house or a million-dollar house. As stewards of, of citizens, it, it, it just... I, it still gives me a bad taste in my mouth, and I still don't know what we could do, but I, we need to look at mm -hmm. the trails and all of those. <clears throat> Even if we have to amend what we're saying, the requirements to let these in, yeah. mm -hmm. and then bring them, what, yeah. what I, you, you something. Know, hey, and again, I, uh, I'm sorry, is, right. is to is, let us look at what, a, a fix would be right. even permanent, but then temporary where right. we wouldn't throw money away. Right. Where we could try to achieve, mm -hmm. go towards that end goal. Right. And, that, and I think that's something we can look at. And it may involve tearing out. <laughs> it will involve. But the, the trails, just from riding through there, you, you got to start like it's brand new. Yeah, you know, the I mean, section, yeah, yeah. well, the section from the highway, to, you know, you get to a second portion in there and it's actually held up pretty good. I mean, there's some sections in there. We looked at it before. Uh, but that first section is... I don't know. You better go back and check again. Well, it's been about a year. Yeah, well, I, I, about a year. Every time yeah, I ride by there, yeah, I think about I'm, it. I'm telling you. like I appreciate yeah, you that, know, whatever we can do yeah. to help these citizens out within mm -hmm. Liberty County. Them, and so this won't happen ever yes, again. Going so forward. I, yeah, going again. I'd also like to make a recommendation that Mr. Brown could bring and I could bring back to you. There are some... Uh, modifications I would like to make to the acceptance process and the inspection process as we go along that we don't have in our ordinance now that 
what's happening is most all the good pieces of land that have good dirt are gone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we're dealing with a lot of really poor high clay soils. And, you know, right now, our ordinance just says six inch stone, inch and a half asphalt. And then it's quiet. I want to put some more uh, uh, design requirements in there that, you know, you have to show that the soil types will handle the traffic load. I want to give performance standards required in the ordinance that say, okay, I want the traffic to be able to handle this load so that they've got to look at more than just six inches, stone inch and a half of asphalt. Please do. They, they got to prove that what they're going to do is going to work. Mm -hmm. And then what I'd like to also be able to do is have some requirements in there for um, geotechnical testing of the subsoil before the road is put in, before the stone is down, more than just our proof roll. Now, we get a lot of information from walking by in a dump truck, figuring out whether that thing's going to move or not, and usually I can tell. But if you don't have somebody that has experience walking behind a dump truck figuring out whether that soil is going to work or not, you know, you're taking a chance. So I would like to phase in some uh, testing of the subgrade and testing <laughs> the stone as we go along. Mm -hmm. That way it's gonna make, you know, that way it makes it easier for the next generation of folks that are coming up. Mm -hmm. you know, I got guys that are working for me that wanna be able to do this and carry this on after I'm decided to retire or if y'all run me off or something. And then that way they can have guidance on what to do. Makes it a lot easier when there is a performance standard that you can compare against when you're out there working and building these roadways. And see, Mr. Long, uh, you know, I appreciate that because, you know, you're the professional. You know, you're our eyes and ears on this. A lot of times we don't hear the good stuff. We hear <laughs> once it goes bad. And then, of, of course, you know, with any scenario, it's, it's finger point in time. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we, we truly rely on you to make the best decisions, not just for the builder, but for the county and the citizens. For the well, future of the infrastructure, infrastructure mm -hmm. of the county. Mm -hmm. Yeah, what he said. Yeah. What I was thinking was, yeah, you're the subject matter expert, so. Yeah. Yeah. So any Keep recommendations us Keep us you up. have? I'll be glad to do because that. Because that's actually, I would love to be able to do that. Right. Because more importantly, the, the, the quality of, of, of the houses increases is better for Liberty County. Because everyone mm -hmm. already thinks that they have to move to Richmond Hill before they even, even have even smelt the air in Liberty County. So the perception of Liberty County, we have to make sure that, that we focus on that and be Liberty County proud. You, you heard it? You heard it? <laughs> I heard it. Gotcha. You're on my good side now. You're on my good side. Like I said, Trent. Thank you, Trent. I'll say this much to you. Sometime you get up here before us and it seem like we picking on, picking at you like a do a turkey. And sometimes we do. But we do. I agree. But, <laughs> he do. But we appreciate what you do. Well, thank you very much. We appreciate yeah, it. I enjoy being up here with you guys. Mm -hmm. Thank you. And, and one, one thing to right, put on, that, uh, on those uh, gated subdivisions, <laughs> that, let's make sure that, that, that it is a gate there. There you go. Yeah, yeah. And, that, and, and the people, when they get ready to come out of that, they got to know that they got to go back in there if they want something done. Because we, we, it, it ain't ours. 
Well, you know, they, they want to call themselves a gated community. Yeah, they can put them a security guard up there and keep us out. That's fine. Mm -hmm. But um, we ain't going in there to patch no pothole. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, having private subdivisions that are privately maintained always turned bad about 20 years later. Mm -hmm. They did great right off the bat, but 20 years later. Well, the, the kind I'm talking about is going to be forever. <laughs> I agree with Thank you, Trey. Y'all okay. have a wonderful night. All right, Thank, you. You. Okay. Thank you. I'm trying to get us out of here <laughs> shortly. Recreational lease. This is, uh, this is to release the Riceboro Gym, Riceboro Center down there. We'll tell you Mr. Davis is going to offer maybe just a few minor modifications to it, mostly in, in some language. Um, this is the same one you looked at last time, consistent with what's been in place, uh, I think, since 2014, as a matter of fact. So we just need a motion a second to uh, approve it, subject to final revisions by the county attorney, if that's okay. Okay. Need a motion? Need a yes, motion? Sir, Need a motion to uh, approve the uh, lease agreement with the Riceboro, City of Riceboro, for the leasing of the Riceboro Center. Second. Second. Motion to second. Any further discussion? All in favor will raise their right hands. Uh, lease is agreed. Administrative update, sir. Yes, sir. I had a couple things. Um, if the board want to try to act on it tonight, it, it really is a follow-up to what you approved at your last meeting. We touched back, base back with ACCG as far as the COLA for the retirees that you approved last time. They require a resolution to be passed. Uh, mm -hmm. I believe you have a, a copy of that in front of you there that was you provided. Uh, if the board wants to go ahead, that would allow us to get that process further in motion and be able to disperse those funds sooner. Just need to raise those solutions to support the action we already took. Yes, sir, basically. All right. Chair and Taylor, motion. So moved. Second. 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 Any discussion? All in favor? Raise your right hand. All right. Kept our retirees out. Uh, one, one note that Ms. Uh, D. Frazier has indicated she would have to, there needs to step aside mm -hmm. uh, from the DFACS board. So we'll go ahead and run that advertisement if that's okay and provide that. And that's us, right? Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. Man, we're going to move. Oh, Lord. We're going to move <laughs> swift. Yes, oh, we're going to move. Swiftly. Oh, <laughs> oh man. John, that's all you got? Man. You got something? I, I do. We just, I have one quick land acquisition matter for executive session, and mm -hmm. brief would be appropriate. All right, you got something for executive session? Yeah. Um, did anybody ever check on the trophy? It's here. It's here. Oh, I just saw it. Sorry. It's here. I'm sorry. It's didn't here. See it. we, we just need the game, right? Been here. Okay. Oh, okay. And Mr. Brown. Go ahead. Quick question. Mm -hmm. I know this might, whenever you get some time, if it's possible. On the care money, could you give us, those who wanted a brief spreadsheet on how it was dispersed? Is that? You, you're talking about the first round? Yeah, the first round. I can. I can get with Miss McLaughlin. Okay, on, on, on the first round, how it was right, di right. dispersed. Yeah. Right, right. It, yes, sir. I'll be glad. So without, we have not dispersed the second round. Not, not any, no, sir. Okay. No, sir. And when are we going to? I know we sent out an email the other day, and I could not get back to it. Like well, a, no, actually, you know, we set a was committee bad. meeting date of the first. First. I believe it is First. for the committee mm -hmm. that was appointed to get together. Mm -hmm. And I will tell you, staff's already sat down and put the buckets together for you to consider. Not, but just to tell you, we've been through the CIP and everything to trying to give you a starting point. 
in mm -hmm. a format too. And you already have the committee I would have. for that? Second, the first. We did it on oh, October. Okay. He's got it. Mm -hmm. Me. One, two, yeah, three. 22nd was, was one, more two, favorable. Three. Well, there was three dates because we're going to meet more than one time. Yeah, yeah. So it was like three dates. I remember I, 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 I take a bad. look at it again. Yeah, just holler at me. Well, <laughs> just holler at me. Man. Well, you know, it's them two. Uh, I'm, 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 going off, I'm, I'm going off the dates that were provided. You got something before? Be, 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 glad, be glad, too. The, the, here, here's the other thing, and I think you and I had talked about this, Mr. Chairman, is that, uh, you know, there have been some requests with school sports starting back up uh, for the commission to possibly consider uh, doing something different there. So some numbers for you real quickly is our, is our uh, transmission index as of today was 850. When we moved to back up the last time, that transmission index was about 816. Mm -hmm. um, so so we're, we're, we're almost back to where we were. Uh, some time ago we have been on the, luckily, on the downward slide, hospitals still at capacity mm -hmm. and above. That being said, we talked about being consistent with kind of what the school of athletics were doing, and Jimmy and I were on the phone about it. Um, if it would be the board's preference to, once again, temporarily, and I know it, we, it has to be a scale based on the index, uh, to, to go back to where we were and uh, open up those outdoor pavilions again uh, for use, and which would open up the swim team for use of the pool. Uh, and Mr. Martin still has time, if we want to do that now, to go ahead and try to engage for those fall sports. To be able to do that, I support that. I agree. Uh, Joe and I were saying, listen, it's, we have to be flexible, and when it when it rears up again, we have to go back. We have to do what we have to do. But yeah. but actually, Mr. Brown, that that's and Mr. Chair, that's what I was about to talk about. Yeah. And he nipped that in the bud. I, I support that. Uh, I, I think we do need to try to get to some type of normalcy. Mm -hmm. But again, watch it. Watch mm -hmm. it. And then, you know, make the decision accordingly. Exactly. Will Very he good. contact the, um, the man with the swim team? We we'll want to wait till tonight. Okay. And we will but first thing in the morning. Yes, you will? Okay. First thing in the morning. Okay. You got it? Thank you. That also, before That's executive good. session? It just listen, one quick executive session. Listen, guys, I got a card from uh, Ms. Electra Andrews family thanking the county for support. You know, they lost her recently, so there's a card, thank you card from the county thanking us for our, our support. All right, Chair, take the motion to go into executive session. That'd be for land acquisition. Land acquisition. I heard a motion and a second. All in favor? We're not in executive session. We're just us in here.
Chair Taylor, motion to come out of executive session. So moved. Second. All in favor? Chair Taylor, motion to come back into regular session. So moved. Second. Second. All in favor? Nothing to report. Chair Taylor, motion to adjourn. Second. Second. All in favor? All right.